to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Henry, where'd you go? Come on out. I can help you. Welcome to the Queen's Woods, Trespasser. Don't kill me! Don't kill me! Don't kill me! No! Don't kill me! No, no! Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm not Becca Canote. No, no, you're not. You're Anne-Marie. Uh, I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. Anne-Marie DeSimone, I think, uh, is the proper pronunciation. And this is something different for a modern art, modern audience. Uh, we're going to change your name to Stumpy. We also talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. And, uh, yeah, my voice is still a little sore from our RegalCon panel. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, a little bit. A little rough. I, I, I'm still, like, pretty, pretty tired, too, from it. But Tired? What's that? I don't know. I don't know. But but like, I, I think I'm going to rally because we, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, yeah, I think wasn't it our first two points? Take up two pages. Yeah. I, I think I, each of us, every one of our points uh, is at least a page long and we added four. And then we have like 20 minutes of a uh, half nose, half an hour. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. We have half an hour of voicemails and a bunch of letters from you guys. It's going to be really, really cool. And Tuck everything. in, y'all. We're going to be here all night. Where's yes. my camera? There it is. And uh, if you see our chat here, uh, normally we broadcast uh, Mondays, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. Tonight, we are, it's a Tuesday, same time though, and at live.universebox.com. We encourage you to get over there, hop in the chat. They're throwing a bunch of research about Merlin and King Arthur oh, I don't over even there. Know. They've got me outsmarted for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I, I guess we should go ahead and get started talking Ow. about the uh, the uh, episode, the uh, Operation Mongoose, as it were. So Operation why don't you, Mongoose. So why don't you go ahead and hit us up with the rhyming episode summary. All right. Isaac wants to prove his jerk boss wrong. He's practiced to make his stories more strong. An alternate history is what's on offer thanks to a pen, some ink, and the author. Heroes are villains and bad guys are good. Regina is chilling without Robin Hood. Henry's in Misthaven trying to fix it. He'd better hurry before everyone kicks it. Is this show's greatest threat flying grape juice? The sorcerer's revealed in Operation Mongoose. Operation Mongoose. Mongoose. Operation Mongoose. Groose. Operation Mongoose, part one, one and two. One and two. Yes. One and Which two. was your favorite, uh, part one or part two? Part one and a half. Fair enough. <laughs> what did you think about the episode overall, though? Okay. You may, can you give me my camera? Yep. This was my reaction. Yes, I, I saw you posted that to Facebook. Actually, I think you texted me. I texted you. First. I tweeted it. I posted it to Facebook because my reaction mm-hmm. was... Yeah, because I was actually watching it uh, in a room full of people at RegalCon, including... Including actors, Adam, Eddie, yeah, all sorts of craziness. Pretty much like 40% of the, of the crew or like uh, creatives and like yep. 30 or 40 percent of the cast uh too bad you leave tw- had to leave 20 minutes before it was over yeah my, my <laughs> shuttle ended up getting there early so i missed the last 20 minutes so i had to wait hours and hours and hours before i could find out how it ended well yeah, yeah i did look at spoilers online spoilers but no i really liked it too well awesome. once i finally got to see it right right 
Okay, so uh, first off, I guess I the the thing one of the big things I I think I we should talk about definitely is uh the the dark one as an entity. You know okay. the the real dark one, the, the for realsies dark what one. Was to say for realsies. Yes, I I first of all I love the concept uh, that the thing uh, driving our main villain throughout the entire series, Rumpelstiltskin, mm-hmm. is actually the oldest Ill- evil the realms have ever seen, and like you know this old deep dark evil which kind of feels like you know the devil or Satan or something mm-hmm. like that. Just it, but it, this universe's version of it, and I, I think that's a really nice development because you know we've we've seen Rumpelstiltskin kind of driving events the entire series, and now we find out that it wasn't him. Yeah, it was really someone else driving him more or less, and I'm kind of preying on his weaknesses to be sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I was kind of thinking here with this revelation that there is like a Dark One entity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, okay, I, I, other Anne Marie asked, okay, how awesome was it to watch the finale with the actors i was back in the back because i was i had all my bags with me and i had to rush out soon but i mean it was cool to be in a, a room full of oncers and like you could feel the energy i'm sure oh yeah and you could tell who the swan queen shippers were were and uh you know right. all that kind of stuff too yes the outlaw queens <laughs> captain swan yes uh but uh, so i uh, i was thinking once we find found out that this dark one entity is a thing unto itself i was thinking back to this whole past season and the sorcerer and the apprentice and the dark one and all the stuff they've had interacting with. And I remember back last uh, half season, they had Rump. I, well, I think it might have been the, the dark one before Rumpel and then Rumpel like coming in to try to steal the hat. Zozo? Uh, yeah, Zozo. Uh, but, or they mentioned he had tried before. Yeah. So I, I was uh, wondering why, why, why the dark one wanted to steal the hat. And not the dark one, Rumpel, but the dark one, the entity mm-hmm. itself. Because it seems like, you know, no matter who the dark one is, they're trying to get the hat. Right. You know, and it seemed in that episode that it was because they wanted uh, free from the dark curse. And everything it was just like i just want to be free of this curse that i'm under right but uh this episode kind of started making me think a little bit differently i i was wondering like may- maybe the dark one's kind of like an a parasite you know this parasite yeah. you hear about the cats get that like i don't know make them scratch out their eyes or something you, you know oh. that kind of drive around the, the, the bigger animal <laughs> More or less. So I'm thinking maybe the Dark One entity is like that and it's attached itself to Rumpel or Zozo or now Emma. <laughs> uh, spoilers. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, so uh, driving them around to yeah. get this hat. Uh, so if that's the case, I'm thinking it's because uh, the hat would the, – the Dark One entity knows that the hat won't be able to contain it. So if it can get someone like the apprentice to put it – try to put it into the hat, it can escape and be free of its human uh. – host and then it can be free to you know wreak havoc again and you know mess mess with merlin's day find someone else to host it yeah well i mean not even that just because the reason it's in a human host is uh to to protect the world because being inside of a human host means it can be controlled Mm. when it if it doesn't have a human host it can't be controlled very well interesting i wonder why it stayed in storybook then i i I think wreak havoc generally Mm. although i wonder i wonder i don't know if it could leave storybook could it because you know once you cross that line we saw with chernabog uh earlier you know once you cross that town line a magical creature Mm -hmm. will dissipate yeah only magical objects can go into the real world and but not magical creatures that's true yeah uh and i also i just uh, kind of the effect they had on it which i they put out a really cool poster too did they i Uh, yeah for to kind of preview uh season five and everything but uh oh the five yeah 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 makes so much sense now but the effect almost reminded me of like the venom symbiote from spider-man or something Mm -hmm. which i thought was kind of cool i i I did think that the whole transformation scene with emma went on a little bit too long Mm -hmm. 
Um, Absolutely. I, I also wonder, um, did Merlin somehow manipulate Rumpel into manipulating Regina into casting the curse to contain the Dark One entity in the land without magic? Like, is this... Is, that all makes sense. Yeah, like, I, I'm thinking maybe the, the, the original curse from season one was part of Merlin's plan to get the Dark One out of magical realms oh. forever so he didn't have to worry about him again. You know, because if, oh. if Rumpel's outside of Storybrook, then... He didn't I, really... Well, well, I mean, if... Rumple as the Dark One went outside of Storybrooke, then they, no one would be in danger from the Dark One anymore because he has no power. Not no power. Yeah. So Interesting. So just a couple things about the Dark One entity. Okay. Sort of going with that. I have an issue with Emma as the Dark One. Okay. So yes, Emma is the Dark One. She's taken it on. She's protected Regina, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And she just disappeared. But she doesn't have the dagger. She dropped the dagger. It was in the middle of the floor. The key point of all of this is that if I have the dagger, Mm -hmm. I control the Dark One. Guess what? Emma Swan, (laughs) Dark One, I command you to reappear. They have to do whatever we saw. Like, Mm -hmm. they have to do whatever. Well, at least we know that there's a bunch of kind of trustworthy people right around that dagger. Right. That's why I was like, when she disappeared, the dragger dropped around Snow, Charming, Hook, Regina, and Robin. They were all standing there. They can take care of it. Mm -hmm. She actually probably can't hurt any if they do this properly yeah because she's under, she can be under control. Well, I I would almost say that you know, you know just uh, the nature of Emma versus the nature of Rumple, she's going to be a completely different kind of dark one anyway. Yeah. Like because I mean Rumple Rumple operates from a place of fear mm-hmm. uh, more than anything, but Emma's never been like that. Emma's uh, more she she's more proactive and I, I, like I I I don't know like what quality do you think Emma has that would be equitable to Rumple's like fear and cowardice? Her loneliness. Her loneliness. I could see that. I it's could definitely so see that. Where do you think she went? Where do you think she's? I have no idea. Like dark one training camp. I have no clue. <laughs> I'll I... be a dark one. I'll be a dark one for the end of the night. <laughs> like I don't. I wonder if she still has the savior power. Well, okay. So then, like, does she have? Is she the dark one and <clears throat> the light one? Mm-hmm. Like, does, what is? Well, that's kind of what I what it seemed like. Rumple was in the alternate universe. It seemed like he was the light one. You know, he was. He said he's the light one. Yeah, they called him the dark one. He's like, <laughs> no, that's wrong. It's on. I'm the light I'm one. I'm the light one. Yeah. Um, and I don't have my gold tooth. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no scaly skin. That's for sure. Yeah, actually, like uh, even like as maybe Mr. Emma will have the crazy skin. Even as Mister Gold, they usually do a little bit of makeup on Carlisle. I don't think they did for no. this episode. They made him pretty if mm-hmm. they did makeup. Pretty. Pretty. I feel mm-hmm. pretty. Yeah, they're talking talking, they're talking all sorts of stuff in the chat. Here. Okay, good. But I hear you want to go through there and try and see if you can find some stuff to pull out real quick while I sure. move on to my next point here. All right. Okay, so I, I noticed a theme that kept coming up in this episode over and over again was hope. And uh, sp- specifically in the alternate universe, the heroes and villains book or world. Uh, so, you know, um, it, it both I noticed both heroes and villains both kind of reject hope in this world, which I thought was interesting because it's something that we've seen both heroes and villains embrace in the normal Once Upon mm-hmm. a Time universe. I, you know, uh, <clears throat> a couple of examples. Uh, Regina is mad at Henry for giving her hope. Yes. And uh, then Snow feels uh, that hope is a powerful thing that needs to be snuffed out right so i i just thought it was interesting that hope which has driven our heroes and villains thus far in the series is viewed as a negative uh by both sides in this kind of bizarro universe world yeah that was a little weird it's because like hope is like an overarching point in the Mm -hmm. show and they basically were like no hope is bad hope is bad i'm like but hope is good 
it gives you hope. hope. <laughs> Yeah. No, but I, I, I guess it just shows that how much uh, the 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 world of heroes and villains is fundamentally different from right. Once Upon a Time. It feels but that kind was of, the point was to make yeah. it completely different from everything we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels kind of like, and this is a comic book reference. Apologies, but it feels almost like a kind of like Earth Three from DC Comics because in Earth Three, like uh, all the, the the Justice League are bad guys oh, more or less, okay. and you know, in that disparity, that kind of opposite value uh, translates across every part of their lives like you know their hearts are on what the left side instead of the right side or oh, okay. right, whatever the right version of that is right yeah uh, but you know it just everything is completely flip-flopped oh. and you know so i thought it, i thought it was interesting that yeah that was kind of flip-flop too that is kind of flip-flop okay mm-hmm. um <laughs> okay uh, yes bobby wants to know uh, will emma look like a crocodile i think she's gonna get some scaly skin I, w- I would like to see her almost like kind of like the ring girl from the ring or something just yes. like kind of uber creepy they if they keep doing this stupid red eye thing though mm-hmm. like that she just looks sick she mm-hmm. doesn't look evil to me she just looks ill actually that the version of her that was in the tower in heroes and villains universe amazing yeah that would be a, a maybe maybe scale her up a little bit or you know uh, make her look a little bit more Dirty. ghoul-like or something yeah. and uh, yeah that would be a that was, very like, my reasonable thing i was like she looks like an evil witch mm-hmm. and it was perfect like i love that they use that in the promos i wanted more of that emma yeah not that you could do too much with it. She was sort of, you know, tied to the floor. Yeah, Angel uh, points out in the chat room, and this is a really good point. Uh, didn't it take a while for Rumple to start looking more impish? And yeah, he went, he got more like glittery and goldy as the time went on. He got. Yeah. yeah. So, so that could be interesting. So there's too. that. Yeah. Okay, right. uh, now you wanted to talk about uh, what wasn't in the episode, or what wasn't in the episode enough. We're going to call this the case of the missing <laughs> or partially missing characters. I, I will say, uh, there Marie says, I love that Zelina's skin turned green there at the end. It yes. C- it showed that she couldn't ex- escape who she really was. And I yes. think, yeah, I think that, that was the case with Rumpel, too. That, yes. Uh, you know, <clears throat> he no, still has the dark, he's still the dark mm-hmm. one. And I mean, even down to like Robin and Regina, like realizing they were still in love and everything, like it, no matter it, no matter how hard the author There's tried state. to manipulate the story he can't change who they are fundamentally as people right and exactly. and the villains are still probably are still going to sabotage themselves Basically. you know one yeah. way or the other okay maleficent where'd you go where'd <laughs> you go Malou? like she was only mentioned once at the very end she has been trying you know she was all about talking lily into staying for as long as she could get her to teach her how to be a dragon and all mm-hmm. of this stuff i don't feel like she'd have been that far away when the the jump happened yeah. I feel like they'd have been, I don't know, at Granny's having tea and talking about how to fly in Storybrooke or something mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it was kind of weird that Lily was there, but Maleficent... But then again, maybe maybe it has something to do with, like, uh, production schedules. Uh, like may- yeah, she's maybe she's on, like, six bazillion things. It, and she was majorly fi- featured in last week's episode, too. Like, she was, like, the central character Right, in last but they week's didn't episode. really need her to be... I mean, she just needed to have a presence... Mm-hmm. I think because she's been so important. Now, this is my only like explanation for it. So she wasn't back in Mist Haven, mm-hmm. and in an earlier episode, she said that she's not able to leave Storybrooke because Rumple brought her back for something. Did the jump rekill her? That's a good question. Is she dead again? Maybe. But I I think I think they're going somewhere with Maleficent. I'm so sure they are. It's I, just... I think it's an interesting thought. I think no, but that's just because I don't want to scratch it. one of the theories I have coming up later in yeah. the episode. So yeah, but it was that was the only explanation mm-hmm. I could come up with is that they rekilled her. Oh, hopes hi in hope. the chat room. She might hi not hope. be listening, but hi hope. Yeah, I was about to say she closes <laughs> in 15 minutes. Okay, August. Yes, yes, he was there just to tell everyone about the Apprentice. Mm-hmm. But but um, the Charming should know the Apprentice. Should they? The egg. 
Oh, yes. They know who The Apprentice is. This is very true. This is very... It, they know. And I mean, Hook, Hook knew, obviously. Yeah, but Hook didn't know he was The Apprentice. Yeah. He was yeah. just like, oh, mm-hmm. I know who that guy is. I put him in a hat. I thought that was an in- interesting uh, revelation, too. Oh, by the way, Hope in the chat room asked if we liked the episode or not, and I told her to watch and find out. Oh, wait, here. <laughs> That's about what my reaction was, Hope. Yeah. Um, um, but, but uh, yeah, like I thought, I thought it was weird that they, uh, that they revealed that in just like a little bit of dialogue instead of having just like even like a, a brief like flashback to yeah. to the, yeah. that time in August's life. I, yeah. I always hesitate to say the name of that city because you could mess that up really quick. Yes, you could. Yeah. Um, but and also, was he pulled back to Miss Haven? Was he pulled back as Pinocchio or as August or did the author just ignore him mm-hmm. um, just because he was involved at that point? And let's just be honest. We should all just be happy that we have um, Ian Bailey back. They're not yeah. using him. Like they got him to finally come back. Well, like uh, based on a I, I, we're not going to get into RegalCon too much of this episode just because, yeah. you know, this is about the finale. But based on the kind of stuff he was saying at RegalCon, like yeah. I have a feeling he's going to be pretty big. He'll be back at least, if okay. nothing else. Like, okay, good. Well, he, I, needs I, to, I, I could, he has all these little mm-hmm. ins. His yeah. character has so many more ins than other people. Mm. Like, I would like a. I think it was someone last week suggested maybe maybe he could also be like uh, teenage Lily's boyfriend. That yes, yeah, I love that. Like that. I that love would be cool. That. Um. All right, blue. Mm-hmm. If I was green, I would die. If I was green, sorry. Um. Okay, it felt like it was entirely too easy for her to bring people out of the hat using an item that belonged. Yeah, I'm like really. Yeah, because it was it was she like we we, need, we needed the dagger until we didn't, you know, right. more or less. Exactly. Um, if it was that easy, you know, she was in the hat. She should know everybody was in there. She should know that the apprentice was in there, and she should have gotten him immediately out. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to your theory that well, Merlin and Blue have had a falling out and are you know dividing up the properties basically. Yeah, yeah, they're they're the real conflict in this story. Yeah, they're the real situation. So that sort of came along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, however, like the name check that the fairies got in <clears throat> back in Miss Haven. That's right, we're just calling it Miss Haven now. Uh, but an appearance <laughs> would have been somewhat better, like to actually see this part play out instead of just hear it. Mm-hmm. It's always better to see something than to be told about an the action. The dark fairy dust. Yeah. Um, we could have caught bandit, the bandit, but blue and the other fairies laid a path of dark fairy dust. Mm-hmm. So what other, who was the dark fairy that we knew? I, I, I think I, isn't the dark fairy just his, his never been revealed. has just been referenced several times. Okay, because yeah. I know, you know, snow had the dark fairy dust that turned the, um, the trolls into cockroaches and yeah. her into a ladybug yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but does this confirm? Okay. So this made the fairies dark in mist Haven. Does that mean that they are actually hero ish hero esque? See, on I, the side of the light and happy mm-hmm. in our wor- current world. I don't even know how to refer to things anymore. <laughs> so <sighs> I, I was thinking about that. And I, I don't think it, that necessarily says for certain that they're they're good. Mm-hmm. And the blue is a, a, a good character. Yeah. I, I, I still There's still hope for her being shady. Oh, she's Be, because shady. You, you got to remember, this is all from the per- it's all written from the perspective of Isaac, the author and Rumpel. And as far as they know, I mean, Rumpel doesn't like blue very much. Much, but as far as they know, they, Blue's firmly on the side of good. Yeah, it, they're just just annoying to Rumple. Right. You, you know, so if, if you know you're writing a character who's good the opposite way, you're going to do it, write them bad. But right. if they were bad to begin with, you wouldn't know. 
Yeah, you, well, was, well if, we have if, things to go with that, though. Like, how do you mean? Lily. Okay. She's bad. I don't know if I, we may have it in there later. And but, she was still well. She I, was still bad. I, I, well, she was more of a soldier. Like instead yeah, of being the, instead of being like a rebel punk rocker, she was more of a soldier, which I guess is kind of an opposite. You know, me. She was yeah. basically just like the dwarves. She was the black knight. She was the black. She was a black knight. Mm-hmm. So were the dwarves. Yeah. The dwarves are very much on the side of the good. Yeah. Well, in you know that that was kind of like a good evil flip. I'm saying that Lily was like a a rebellious punk rocker mm-hmm. dragon lady uh, to a, a soldier okay. uh, dragon protector. I can sort see of that thing. flip. Yeah. I can see that. Maybe he just didn't know what to do with her. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Baby Neil. Baby Neil. My overarching problem is baby Neil. Oh, hello, uh, the blue knight. Uh, yes. Yes, uh, you're black. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> you are the black knight. You are the black knight now. Um, so- Good day. Okay, it was beaten like a dead horse that we're not mm-hmm. getting Neil back. Um, you know, of all the things that they get from the fandom, is that really the one that they have to beat with a stick? Well, I, th- I, I think it's probably, yeah, just just to make sure everyone knows. Or it could be a misdirection. Maybe Neil's back in episode I one, too. I just want too, at least a flashback. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, I'd be cool with the character in yeah. flashback. I, you know, I don't, I don't need – I mean, I'd like him to be back mm-hmm. in reality, yeah. but – I'm okay with not. I, I will say, as far as because I know your next point coming up here is Baby Neil. Baby Neil was in the episode. He was he was he was Rumple and Bell's baby. Thanks for just taking literally my statement. No, I thought I thought your yours was was it it, it like it confirmed definitely. Where where did you get the confirmation? I interviews stuff like that. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, but that that was definitely their baby, and uh, I was actually a little conflicted on that because you know Henry got left behind because he was from the world without magic and everything and i was so like baby neil no baby neil wasn't he was he conceived was, he in was conceived haven. in this haven where henry was conceived in the real world so Good that's why that's why Lord. that's why uh baby neil didn't or uh, henry didn't make the trip and baby neil did no you want to know why it's because yeah, i don't know if you heard my entire way. it's so that rumple could have neil back i could see that and so he had neil mm-hmm. but he had baby neil <laughs> and you know him and the author when they're talking talking about your other son yeah bell doesn't know about other neil in mm-hmm. this world yeah or in that mist haven land oh yeah it was very it made was, very clear that it was a secret that, it was a secret mm-hmm. so maybe you know so she thinks nothing of it that the baby's <laughs> name is neil uh, patty says everyone can resurrect except for neil and cora seriously no but at least cora <laughs> comes in flashback nobody can resurrect until the, the writers want them to be resurrected and then yeah. and then they, they find a way resurrection <laughs> Find finds a way. a way all right last but certainly not least will scarlet he had bloody what hell bloody hell will <laughs> scarlet um tangent why didn't the other why didn't the author age from 1966 to 1983 because there's a well he did a little bit like a little it, bit yeah you can see a little bit more gray in it in his line, hair and his stuff lines were deeper but also keep in mind that <clears throat> you know you know there, there there's some wonky time stuff going on with this realm jumping to and we we got some impressions that certain realms are kind of locked in time or locked mm-hmm. into a certain decade right. so maybe he when, when he's in one of those realms maybe his his uh age kind of stops stops a or something bit. like that I can see that okay but so robin hood's best <clears throat> man was will scarlet at the wedding okay there was our only glimpse hope everybody enjoyed seeing him for mm-hmm. 12 seconds if that but then the name check will is watching roland <laughs> what i think apparently he's been mm-hmm. taking babysitting lessons from bell because that's literally all they do on the show is well, watch babies well maybe that's why they work so well together until they don't at the end of this episode until like, bell I says i don't love will yeah it, i have a whole point like, on that he, he was just my rebound. 
<laughs> more or less is what she tells Rumpel. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was just abiding uh, time until you you fix yourself, Rumpel. Yeah, and you did. But uh, okay, so we have we'll have some more exciting stuff to talk Can about this see? project uh, finale or project finale uh, project mongoose uh, finale. Uh, <gasps> I but, was like Project Runway. But first, uh, we want to tell you guys a little bit about our Patreon. Anne Marie, why don't you do that right now? All right. Um. Well, welcome. Uh, our Patreon is to support our three weekly podcasts. Things are a little wonky here at the end of the season and with trips and stuff but we will get back to three weekly podcasts Mm -hmm. sooner rather than later i'm sure um we've been trying to expand and improve our content and the only way that we're really going to be able to do that is with your help you can um you over there (laughs) give me your money no um you can donate anything from 10 cents up per month it's a regular you know withdrawal from your account um over at patreon.com slash universe box you're going to get a whole slew of exclusive content you're going to be invited to our patron only hangout Mm -hmm. you're gonna um we're gonna be starting soon because our patron exclusive movie commentaries because we're like 35 bucks away from getting that i yeah. think you guys can do it also i think bill would like to point out this one um yeah goal I, th- that we've I thought got. i thought people might like this uh one of our new uh, milestones that we've added is if we can get up to 325 dollars per month we will commit to doing a fan cast for the first season of lost just a separate a whole separate yeah yep. yeah we'll, we'll we'll do we'll start watching lost an original watch like the, our first time so you know if you want to hear a our crazy theories about something that you know how it ends yeah uh, and we have no clue whatsoever yeah I, I think that would be fun especially for a summer project for sure like so you know mm-hmm. help us get there and, and one one word too you know once we hit these milestone goals if, if you have to pull back your donation or something back like a little bit a, a little bit you know the milestone goal still got hit we're still doing we're the still thing. doing it yeah so you know if you want to see that uh it, like say if there was an individual out there who wanted to see us do a lost fan cast they could literally just you know Don- Kick in to, to, to 325. There. We hit the milestone and then we do it. We hit the milestone. We and, run their card. Then they can pull. Back. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and then you can pull back to like a buck a month or something. Yeah, but you we'll know, you can that. basically you can basically underwrite our lost fan cast. Yeah, we would. I mean, we would love to do it. We just there has to be the incentive mm-hmm. and the you know assistance. Yeah, and um, other Amory says she has to make it to one of our patron hangouts soon yes for you sure. do um we are going to be scheduling our next patron hangout soon soon too. and it's probably going to be on a weeknight because they've always been on weekends yeah you so know, we want to give everyone different a people have different availability so yeah. yeah um but like i said support us over at patreon.com slash universe box to make a monthly pledge or if you go over to youtube there is the opportunity to make a one-time donation which we will take into account um with those milestones oh yeah for so sure. if you know somebody wrote you a check for an extra 50 bucks a month and you're like hey i can give $25 of that you know the people at Greetings from Story broke oh hey the button it's over there yeah yeah it'll be right there it'll be right here right in the corner right there there. (laughs) um you know we would really appreciate any support we could get and one little thing you know if you can't support us right now share us yeah, share, just share, us, with, share your us with your friends. Tell your people, hey, I'm listening mm-hmm. to this podcast. You should check it out. That's a great way to support us, too. That for is sure. a really great way mm-hmm. to support us. Okay, uh, now before we, I, I know we said we weren't going to say anything about RegalCon, but Amory sent a special message to the people of uh, the attendees oh. of RegalCon since she couldn't be there. And we thought, you know, it's going to be a couple more days until we get our panel out and everything, but we thought you guys might want to see it. So we'll play it real quick right now and then we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. Exactly.
if I, I mean, just, go, there we go. And, and I've got Kristoff. Because, well, Frozen happened. So I've got Kristoff. <laughs> Spoilers, he's the author. I want my teeth. I want my Emma and Neil. Bring back Neil. <laughs> I need Neil back. <laughs> Hi, Kristoff. I should be a regal gonna become the dark one. She's kind of already the dark one though. But no, she's really gonna become the dark one. And Rumpelstiltskin is German. <laughs> He's German. And Emma's gonna become a fairy. And Henry is actually gonna turn into a lizard. Nice. I love it. Yeah, and Harry in the chat room says, I thought Amory was going to go Zelina Green for the first time I watched this. But I yeah, could. I should have done that. Totally. I could have even done that in post. You'd have had to. I don't have yeah, any green makeup. Definitely. I could, could have just uh, replaced all of screen skin with green skin, yeah. and it would have been perfect. Yeah. Uh, but I, like I said, uh, we're not going to play the panel right now because I, I don't have, have the video it. file yet. <laughs> they haven't sent it over to me yet, but it should be sometime in the next couple of days. So what we're going to do is as soon as I get it, I'll schedule a live event. For the next uh, day. Yeah, for the next day. And what we'll do is we'll come on and we'll intro it, and then we'll play it, and we'll hang out in the chat room the whole time and chat with you. And then afterwards, uh, there will be story time regal con story time so i'll, I'll tell you know i'll go 20 30 minutes or something and just tell you guys all the cool stuff that happened i don't know if liz is in chat or She's not not okay liz I, is not in the chat but tell them what you did I, I i did the face in the place and that's all i'm gonna say i did the face in the place and we'll talk about it more uh, after our live regal con panel episode <laughs> i think they're and... enjoying my, i think <laughs> they like me they really oh the, oh, like the video me. nice your creepy, creepy video. Yeah, and if, you, if you're an audio listener, uh, well you worth it. You have to watch the video. Yeah, yeah go to youtube.universebox.com and check it out. It's like a greetings to RegalCon, I think. Greetings it, to RegalCon, The title yeah. is A Special Message from Anne-Marie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I wonder uh, if this will be on the season four DVD. <laughs> that would be fantastic, but I highly doubt it. Yeah, but I, They should have played it again before the finale because... They should have. They yeah. should have played it instead of the finale. I could have been discovered. <laughs> I could have been discovered. Could have been discovered. <laughs> Okay, Heroes oh. and Villains, the book do, 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 do. by Isaac, whatever his last name is. I, I, I I'm blanking that. on it right now. Okay, so this book that he wrote, I, I, I really hope that you know how sometimes they'll do kind of like a like tied in, mm-hmm. like Doctor Who did the uh, River Psalm book from Angels Take yes. Manhattan. Yes, yes, yes. I would love for them to release a, a novel or novella or something of Heroes and Villains, the yes. book, just because I I have so many questions about this story. First mm-hmm. of all, whose story is it? It ends with Robin Hood's wedding, but Rumpel seems like a big focus in the story too, and Regina and Snow yep. and everyone. I uh, like uh, have characters like Rumpel always been good in this world, or are uh, they villains that become heroes throughout the course of the story? Because mm-hmm. that would be a really cool progression too to see how Rumpel went from the dark one to the light one while losing Neil along the way. Obviously. Right, like what happened? Yeah, and uh, so so I, yeah, I definitely like to know uh, how how did he uh, get dark magic and turn it to light magic and everything? And I, I I always assumed you know since this premise came up last half season that villains getting their happy endings would involve them acting like villains and winning anyway mm-hmm. but it really doesn't seem to be the case here it seems more because it, it just seems more flip-floppy opposite day sort of thing yeah that's what that was one of my issues because i'm like this is not a villain getting their happy ending mm-hmm. this is a villain becoming a hero 
Yeah. And that's a completely different premise. Oh, yeah, for sure. So there sure. has to be some mm-hmm. sort of a transformation throughout the book. Yeah, it, it, which is another reason that I would I would love to read it just yeah. to see what that transformation – and I like even like other little details like what, what, what about Cora? Why did she abandon Regina instead of Zelina? And why was Zelina yes. like hanging out in a bar or something, you know, instead of like – trying to ascend the, to the throne like right what happened with that yeah yeah but, well you know there has did to snow be. marry your dad no i'm kidding <laughs> um, no snow is married to charming but just controls him yeah yeah i don't know if you caught that i was making sure i did okay. i definitely did um and, uh, one other thing that kind of stuck with me a little bit is right there at the beginning when they first go into the heroes and villains uh world uh why doesn't henry just ask the hero version of rumple for help i mean he has the book there he obviously knows you know what rumple's deal is that he's a hero in this universe mm-hmm. so why don't doesn't he just ask the hero for help because rumple's a hero he would have saved the day right mm-hmm. you, you know i think it i think it was really like the isaac isaac's presentation to him in combination with i i think when bell dropped the teacup mm-hmm. it kind of woke something up in his head and he was like oh wait a second that's right i am a villain i am the bad guy yeah and that's kind of what spurred him on to his final actions with the sword fights and which was really cool was really, so good that emma rumple sword fight was, was amazing a, mm-hmm. for sure uh her all of her action mm-hmm. sequences and everything yeah. were amazing yeah and it was cool to see her be kind of like a like old school fairy tale land kind of person too and it was cool to see henry finally make it to fairy tale i know i which, was like four years to get of, this kid in miss him and it's all he's ever mm-hmm. wanted and it, then it wasn't even the right one nope. but no uh abc put out a heroes and villains book that's all i'm saying please we'll please. buy it a couple of it <laughs> we'll give some away okay one of the biggest mistakes that i think isaac made was to show henry the book mm-hmm. like the actual book he's like oh no they're all right here in this book that i wrote with the magical ink like here's the magic Henry book knows how to... this works mm-hmm. he's not dumb um like what he sh- you showed him that you're carrying around the book you sort of gave it away but um and then like did he drag isaac with him when he went into the book or did he drop the key and isaac had to chase him to try and save everything i, I had like, a feeling that the key was intended for isaac so I, I i kind of felt like henry got sucked up in the in the the thing that was pulling isaac in you know not the think? other yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think that Isaac was caught in the backdraft of you Henry traveling was- into the book. I think Hen- Isaac was being pulled into the book, and Henry just happened uh- between be between the book and Isaac. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, Sage of Earth wonders if Rumple has a white heart. Does that mean he's the savior? I don't know. I think- see. I was wondering about the white heart. I was like, that doesn't make sense. You still are a person. You should have blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd think. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, yeah, you, that's a good question. It's it's going to be interesting to see if Rumple has any sort of magical abilities or anything after you they know, or if they let him live yeah that too um uh, well, I, have, I have some theories I about know. that oh uh, yeah yeah <clears throat> but okay was that it yeah, that's okay true. that was okay. a short one sorry so, meta 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 this episode was very meta yep. in a lot of different ways uh first of all just the fact that it was like the whole premise of the episode was like kind of like a pro level fanfic or something like it that seriously was yeah for sure but i uh, i i first of all i love and a lot of people caught this but i wanted to make sure to mention it in case you didn't uh listener listener, uh, listener forever lis- constant listener uh, I love that they set the story right after Walt Disney's death, uh, thereby making him the guy who had the job right before Isaac. Yep. So it, it, it's kind of interesting because that means that all the Disney movies, that was how it was before Isaac got involved and started like mm-hmm. messing with things. That's how the stories originally went down. Oh, kind of thing. Which that's I think even is kind better. Of, yeah, which I think is kind of cool. And I mean, that oh. that's kind of just like the base level of meta that's going on in this episode. The Heroes and Villains Con, obviously, I went to RegalCon this past weekend. Right. Very, very similar similar 
uh, yeah, RegalCon was basically like that. In, in that whole section, when I was watching the finale with everyone, played great in the room, too. Did it? Oh, yeah, like gangbusters. How many of the little the girls there were the <laughs> long-live Regina button? Well, they actually had different buttons around uh, that said all magic comes with a price. Oh, uh, <laughs> they didn't have Gil's dance crew? Uh, no, Gil's dance crew. Oh, don't get me started. Uh, um, no, Gil was a really good guy. Prince Eric, he, he was a nice guy, though. Uh, a little bit swarmy, uh, some people said. Smarmy? Smarmy. Not smarmy. Swarmy. Smarmy. Smarmy's a whole different thing. Uh, but I, I'm assuming that whole convention sequence, that heroes and villains convention or event or whatever, mm-hmm. is basically how the creators see the fans, which it isn't really cruel or anything. No, it's yeah, funny. You know, they see them as passionate, devoted, uh, looking for spoilers, uh, mm-hmm. dressed up in cosplay, you know, yes. all that kind of stuff. I loved that. The people in the big gowns. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes. Yeah, in the eagle re. Evil Regal, Evil Regal, uh, giving him the button uh, that kind of got him in trouble in Fairy Tale Land was a really nice touch too, and y- you could definitely tell that it was a si- it was a conversation that the creators have had with a fan before, you know, about Regina and everything. Oh sure. yeah, and I, I also love that uh, the book Heroes and Villains has the same basic mission statement as Once Upon a Time, something uh, fairy tales, but something different for a modern art audience, which yeah. is basically the show we watch. That you is know? the show, yeah. We, so I thought that was really cool. I also felt a little bit like the author was maybe meant to represent what would happen if a once upon a time fan got a hold of the story like like he might get he, they would arrange it to get everything out of the show they ever wanted but it wouldn't hang together as a, like his boss says as a story people want to read or want yeah. to hear you, you know because you know everyone has has a uh, you know the things they want like obviously I'd, I'd be completely happy if this became captain hook's adventure captain hook and emma's adventures through the multiverse of once upon a time mm-hmm. But that might not be the story that they want to tell or right. that other people want to hear. And so I, I think what they're saying with the author is, yeah, you could have everything you wanted in the story, but it wouldn't make it a good story. You know, it still has to have all these elements that add up to a good story, like, you know, suspense and this, that and the other. And if you're getting everything you want, it's not you're it's not just not a good that. story anymore. Right. You know, so I, I thought that I, very meta and I thought that was pretty interesting. Very too. Meta, oh, yeah. And uh, other Anne-Marie says, I totally thought that Bill Regal Con and Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it. And uh, Sage of Earth says, I'm guessing uh, Isaac was chosen as the author because George Lucas wasn't available. I can see that. Yeah. I, think, I think he botched up his book, too. <laughs> <laughs> From what I've heard, I'm not a Star Wars fan or anything. True love's kiss. True love's kiss. True love's flipping kiss. Anybody tired of hearing about True Love's Kiss solving all the world's problems? Never. Just me? Never. Okay. Just Never. me, apparently. <laughs> um, what are you pulling up over there? Um, it just feels a little like they're a little confused as to how True Love's Kiss works. Mm-hmm. From what we've been told and what I understand, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's supposed to work on curses and potions and sicknesses and mm-hmm. stuff. That's not what this is. This was just somebody wrote it this way so until well i i think i think it's not a curse i think the intention was the the book ends with robin finding true love and getting married and everything so if regina gives him true love's kiss then he's obviously going to realize he's not in love with zelina and that kind of ends up happening anyway at the end so it's almost like yeah does uh does it does it even matter if henry writes that or not because didn't they already like alter the story enough yeah but regina died oh yeah i guess that's true too or was dying dying yeah in the process you won't die alone nobody <laughs> is gonna die alone in this show so there's that that is that there okay is that. so um we should probably talk a little bit about the uh the character reversal oh uh let's see uh angel says but i thought true love's uh kiss 
didn't work if the other person doesn't exactly remember the other. Which is uh, true, but we did kind of see an indication there, too, that Robin and Regina remembered their remember love it. a little bit. You could see it. Yeah. You could see it. And yes, Harry, it should have been J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Coming soon. Harry Potter episode of Universe Box. Check it out. You're a chatter, Harry. Uh, <laughs> okay. What? So let, let's uh, talk a little bit about the character reversals uh, in the Heroes and Villains universe. Uh, just a couple that I, I really liked. Um, the first one was Wimpy Hook. I, I really enjoyed Wimpy Hook. Oh, Wimpy Hook. I, He's so, like, emotional. Well, it's the most interesting the character's been the entire season. Well, yeah, we have a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I, I also really enjoyed the uh, the confident Emma kind of teaching Hook, uh, the timid Hook, uh, great reversal. It kind of felt like, you know, the, those scenes you see in romantic comedies where the guy is teaching the girl how to go- golf or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it, I, I, so I thought that was a lot of fun. It was cool to see, uh, it, just see uh, Hook kind of uh, get a chance to play something different than his normal hooky right. self. Well, and like he's gone through a bit of a transformation over the past couple seasons, mm-hmm. but this was the biggest change that he's made. Like he's always still has the pirate ways even though he's switched from being a villain to being a hero yeah and and the other one i really really enjoyed was a bandit regina i I thought lana did a a great job with this one like well first of all something and i know i wasn't said i wasn't going to talk about regal con but i'll only talk about regal con every two minutes one one of the things she said in her interview was that she approaches every like time period and regina's life as a completely separate character and i mean you You have to I, I think this version of Regina, you could see that even more. Like, there were times when, like, fa- facial expressions she made in stuff that I was like, she doesn't look like Lana at, mm-hmm. anymore at all. And, and I thought that was really, really cool. I, I, although I, I did think it was funny that she was still complaining about, I'm not the type of person who gets a happy ending. She's still complaining or blaming somebody else for a crappy life. So I guess things didn't change that much, you know? Well, I mean, again, you can't change the, the root of a person. Yeah. And that's just how, you know... After mm-hmm. X amount of years, she's felt about herself. Mm-hmm. You can't write that out of you. Yeah, but I, I definitely thought that was a, one of my favorites in the in the episode. I, you in the chat room can feel free to weigh in too. But yeah. Emery, what were some of your Snow. favorites? Snow, Snow, She, um, in my notes, I even wrote. I think she felt more evil and more creepy than Evil Queen Regina. Oh yeah, she I wrote that terrifying. in my notes too. Yeah, she was just bloodthirsty, and because she was very calm mm-hmm. and collected, and just like, just do it. Yeah, can you do charming? Get in here. <laughs> Like, disarm him. Mm. Cut off his head. Whatever. Be like, oh, I need to show you how to do this. Mm. Goodbye, dwarf. <laughs> Goodbye. Adios, Doc. It, was it, yeah, was it Doc? It was Doc. Yeah. Uh, the Blue Knight says, uh, hook in the goat milk. Uh, oh, the poor goat milk. I thought that was funny. I'm allergic to that. that I'm allergic yes. to that, love. Uh, any others that you particularly liked? Um, I like the Dark Dwarves. Hi-ho, boys. Hi-ho, boys. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty good. And just like the really creepy whistling, like the horror movie whistling, like... Yeah, that was really good. Um, not that it was really reversally, but I liked the different approach to Zelina. Mm. Slightly different approach, though, again, the same emotions and behaviors are ingrained in the character. What What are you seeing over there? Oh, I'm just, uh, yeah, I was just watching so, some people weigh in. I, a, bl- a lot of people agree with Snow, uh, the Council of Evil, the ca- definitely. The Council of Evil, yes. Including Evil Granny. Oh, Evil Granny. Which, by the way, Beverly was very nice. Beverly looked awesome. Super nice. Yeah. Okay, so, okay let me go back to Snow for a second. Ginny seems 
seemed rejuvenated in this episode mm-hmm. all over. Like oh, yeah, even for sure. as Snow, she felt like the actress before she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. She felt like that character back. So maybe it's been long enough that she's feeling better and more like herself because really it takes a while, guys. Yeah, and Angel says that she finally got more interesting too. So she, They gave her something to do. They haven't been giving – like mm. they've been – pigeonholing pinhole i don't really know what the proper term is but they've only been focusing on like a few people and their issues but they're not giving anyone else who are main cast anything to work with even if i'm okay if you only have one or two like little scenes Mm -hmm. give them something worthwhile to do there oh yeah for sure which leads me to my next rant about (laughs) bell Oh, and Bobby uh, mentions that uh, Bandit Regi- Regal, every time Lana Perea gets to play a different version of Regina, she friggin' nails it. Very she really true. does. Like, I don't think she's had a mm. bad part yet. And, of course, <clears throat> Evil Grumpy, other Amory says, uh, trivia, by the way, Lee Ehrenberg. Yeah. Pretty much talks like a surfer dude a lot of the time. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I think we watched this stream and I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> he also drops some mad wisdom on acting too. Mad wisdom and mad language. I, actually, we we will be publishing a video of uh, one of the press conferences they did there, uh, yeah. where he talks a bit about acting and stuff yeah. like that too, which is pretty fun. Pretty fun. I said I'm not talking about RegalCon, Amory. Except that you are. Okay, Bell. Okay, so she's involved in pretty major storylines here, right? Right? She still feels very weak and underused to me, and it's making me mad. Mm-hmm. Because I love this character. I love everything this character does. They're just not giving her anything to do. Yeah. Like, nothing to do. Um. So, like, she's had this relationship with Will that we haven't gotten to see grow in any way, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah, it's just been kind of like... It's been a little floating. bit on the sidelines. It's been floating sidelines, but not. I mean, she's bringing him a sandwich. They're doing this. They're doing that. And it's still weird because we don't know what went on with Will and Anastasia. Because last <laughs> scene, he was married. Mm-hmm. Um, last we knew. Last we knew. And now he's, you know, working on winning her heart, as he tells Rumple. Wolf mm-hmm. could ever take down Granny. Nice. Um, let's see. What I, uh, I, wa- I want the more adventurous Bill. Uh, Bell, Bill. <laughs> the uh, more adventurous Bill. The more adventurous Bell, like, when. I don't even remember who she was going after now, but when she was, in a sense, Bandit Bell, mm-hmm. that person, like carrying books around, I liked that character. I want more of that back. I wouldn't even take more Lacey just to get her to have a good storyline <laughs> mm-hmm. that involves something other than being lied to or taking care of Rumple. Yeah, yeah. And rant. Well, like, I, I thought it was reopen rant. What, what, what do you think? <laughs> what, what do you think about her reaction there at the end with Rumple? Like, because obviously yeah there is a guy underneath there that she was seen past in actual like entity the dark one to right. in knew that she loved but like i don't know do you think that absolves rumple no you don't no not completely well i guess we have to wait and see how it affects emma too because if emma goes off the rails then it probably wasn't as much rumple's thought as we always well th- and we have to see how rumple is when he comes back very true too because i mean he was already a bit of a liar yeah well and i mean not, not when not before the dark one well, he was him. cowardly, which sort of led to fibs and no, and he was a liar because he, you know, hurt himself to get out of the ogre wars and there were extenuating circumstances. He thought that what wasn't it like a he thought he was going to die and leave his wife and son alone, and that's why he did it, right? Trivelled himself. It, yeah, it was kind of like altruistic reasons. I mean, in I, I don't think What's he. Altru- sorry, <laughs> I, I don't think he, especially towards his loved ones. I don't think he made any sort of immoral decisions until after the dark one thing happened. Okay. That's fair. They, that's just uh, from what I remember, though. I could be wrong. I don't know. I just oh, buy other Emory. Buy other Emory. 
I know. We're going to run really long tonight. Yeah, it's ha- it happens. It does. <laughs> so uh, wait, one thing, it's not in my points here. I just wanted to mention just from a production standpoint. Yeah. Uh, wait, you know what? I think it is in my points here. Okay, so we'll wait. Okay, <laughs> I have some predictions for what's going to go down next season. <laughs> so uh, in, uh, Holly says yes. I, agrees with me. Okay, let's see here. Uh, so some predictions based on what went down in this episode, plus mm-hmm. kind of what I felt they've been working with thematically and everything right. over the course of the whole season. Mm-hmm. I think next fall uh it's how it's going to start out and there's a character that could be here could not be here depending but i think regina robin hook bell and rumple will leave storybrook and travel the realms uh uh and you know leave storybrook in the hands of maleficent as the new mayor while they go out and search for merlin and emma you know maybe uh lily might go with them if merlin or king arthur is involved in her father's story since there were dragons in camelot and everything how is emma realm oh did i say emma you said merlin slash emma yeah 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 I, I'm assuming that uh, Emma got sucked into another realm. Maybe she got sucked back to Misthaven, or or maybe she got sucked over into Camelot or something. I, I'm assuming she's not in Storybrook anymore. Okay, that's the assumption I have going on here. Okay, uh, but you know, so I, I think I think you know maybe Lily could be involved too, since we know that she's going to be doing the search for her father, right. Pete's dragon. <laughs> Pete's dragon. <laughs> yeah. Um, Puff I, the magic dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Puff the magic dragon. Puff I just Disney owned the rights to dra- that. I don't know. I don't know. Just saying. Uh, but uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary uh, could probably be bought out relatively cheaply, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, but I, I also think, you know, it's very likely that it could be the the same group I just mentioned, mm-hmm. minus Rumpel, because I have a feeling that since they put him in, like, preservation mode, that maybe Robert Carlyle's going to run off for a few months at the beginning of the season and go to a film or something like that, because I, I have a feeling he's probably getting pretty itchy, because he, he's a film actor and a stage right. actor, and he's been locked into the show for four years now. Right, because he's been the lead. Mm-hmm. But it feels like writing Rumpel is, like, in this preserved state, almost looking like a corpse it gives him that option yeah it, it, it gives him an opportunity to go out for a couple months and then come back into the story right. later on maybe filmed a few scenes ahead of time or mm-hmm. comes in for like three days or whatever to do something yeah but i i, I still definitely I, I would love to see just kind of like realm jumping for one season or at least a half season which is something i've been I've been calling for since season two, I think. Right. So, and I also, is The Apprentice dead? Like, I couldn't tell if he died or if he just, like, passed out after being like, Merlin! I think he just passed out. Merlin! Why would they have made him comfortable? Yeah. They left, they left, um, Rumble on the floor when we made (laughs) The Apprentice comfortable. Well, Rumpel's in preservation state. Still, he's uh, but, preserved. Well, assuming that the apprentice isn't dead, I think he's going to end up being Henry's sort of Obi Wan kind of. Uh, they can make that reference. Yeah, almost like the apprentice's apprentice. <laughs> or something like that like he'll be the apprentice's apprentice because obviously yeah he broke the pen but i i think there's going to be some more training involved and then no because even when he and i think this is like literally not totally growing okay yeah this is actually thanks so I'll, I'll hold on okay uh no you can go ahead and right, we'll transition. transition to that henry the author <laughs> not really surprised not overly excited mm-hmm just because it was such not a surprise and 75% of this episode was a surprise. Yeah, people have been calling that forever, right? Forever. forever what I wanted? Forever, ever. <laughs> I wanted Belle. I was on Team Amy P where we mm-hmm. wanted Belle to be the new author. <laughs> um, but it just felt really predictable since he is the next generation of the royal family, no matter what way you spin it or what world he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, but a twist like Belle, which, I mean, I guess it's not really twisty because we've been calling stuff like that for a while, would have been really nice. But I think maybe just getting it out of that um, bloodline. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
so or to not make them be everything yeah yeah they're, they're everything they're mm. you know, yeah, but it. It, it does kind of make a bit of sense too well, it gives them something to do what it, it just because he's the one who found the book in the first place and he's always the one that like brings everyone back to the center and back to right. you know er- everything like it does make a bit of sense uh I, i'll be interested to see how how they kind of play that out like they could completely drop it too they could just be like oh we broke the pen it's done no because when he's talking to well uh, i guess because you know the author could whittle a new pen and stuff in the woods we saw a few episodes back so i mean not in those woods they'd have to they have to be it has to oh be it has to be en- yeah it has to be enchanted wood it has to be enchanted wood but <clears throat> i love like when he's sitting there talking to the apprentice and he snaps the pen basically when he finds that he can't bring his dad back he's like nobody, <laughs> nobody gets that power and he said i think we finally have somebody you know somebody good for the job that's a little confusing mm-hmm. what's the job now yeah he's now- obviously Excuse me. He's obviously not writing anything down. Well, I think what what is it? Uh, in war or in politics, uh, the leader you want is the one that doesn't want to be a leader because that, the reluctant leader, because that's the one who's going to rule and you know manage and judge things fairly. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's what the apprentice was getting at. Okay. Uh, Harry here in the chat room says, "I hope we have a chance to see Emma as the big bad in the next season because it seems like Rumple let the darkness become too strong within him, so it might be hard for Emma to keep uh, from getting darker." Yourself. like that would be an inter- interesting but they thing. have the dagger sorry but they, that would be an interesting thing to do though is just to like completely like flip the script kind of like they did in this one but mm-hmm. in reality to yeah. where the main good guy in the show becomes the main bad guy and then all the bad yeah. guys from the past several seasons are trying to defeat the previous good guy the savior yeah although i, I wonder if emma's still gonna have savior powers on top of dark one powers she will be this power she will be the gray one <laughs> the dark one and the light one. She the gray the shiny one. one. It's the gray one. Um, okay, so you, Adam and Eddie had an interview and said someone would die in the finale. Yes, Stephanie. People did die in the finale. They just brought them But then back. they undied. They undied. Yeah, that, that I was, have issues with that. We didn't really even get into well, it. Well, I was very upset, too, just because like we, they, we were promised a big debt in, in this episode. It, it, it we did, didn't get it. Yeah, we, it didn't come. No, like at all. Not at all. Like, I, I don't know unless Emma's actually dead now, but I don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna ki- no, because her name's on the dagger. Well, I, I'm just saying because she's off screen right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only person that could potentially even be dead permanently in this, I think. Because everyone else got reversed back when they reversed back the reality. I hate that they did that. You hate that they did that? I hate that they, like... Well, I kind of saw it as, like, kind of like a... Kind, kind of like in Doctor Who, where they have, like, soft time and hard time and fixed yeah, events and all that kind of stuff. Fixed points in time. Like, once Robin and Zelina a happily ever after marriage happens then it's locked and it can't be changed but until then it's it's all in flux you know so yeah so okay. I, I kind of dug that but uh, get, getting back to henry i uh, may, maybe talk a little bit <laughs> emma's confirmed to be gained off the gray <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent i like that uh the blue knight the blue knight okay so henry the hero henry obviously was pretty much the main character of this episode i loved that the, and it was great acting from jared gilmore uh you know for example uh, the regina knife scene was fantastic where she holds the knife to his throat mm-hmm. and everything it's just absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i really think it was probably his best work since he was playing like Henry, the hen or the the pan possessed Henry. Yes, I loved body. Henry. Now I, I noticed that you know something I noticed here that it, it makes a lot of sense too. Again, with Henry, you know, kind of graduating to a bigger role in the the universe and everything. That all of the skills he used throughout this episode to win the day are things that he's learned while training with people like Captain Hook, Charming. Mm-hmm. 
Rumple, Neil, and Pan, mm-hmm. all of his dads and granddads, basically. And then he uses those skills to save his mothers. Um, too many relatives. Too many relatives, for sure. The tree does this. <laughs> it does. It's just like, it's like interlocked fingers, more or less. But yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting that, you know, even though Emma's been the main character this entire series, we've kind of got like a full arc for Henry from the beginning to the end of him picking up all these skill sets that w- without him learning all those things, mm-hmm. it would have been impossible for him to save the day. I mean, the hero would have He could have died. never driven that car very, very fast and parked horribly. Exactly. Because, I mean, David taught, David taught him how to drive. David taught him how to drive. Didn't he, like, <laughs> knock over a, like, mailbox or something or hit a car? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that was not a good lesson. He got better. He got I better. Did. Blue Knight, we do have some Doctor Who commentaries if you look on the site. We We've do. Just we did. Uh, fallen off a little. We we did the 50th anniversary Christmas and we did special. in the that, Christmas special. The last Christmas special. Time of the this, Doctor. Yeah. yeah. And I also, I, I, I thought it was interesting that that means that the heroes, all the greatest heroes and villains of the realm created Henry the hero, uh, both genetically and metaphorically or like oh gosh, yeah. know, practically. So, okay. so yeah, you really good job, Jared Gilmore. Who was also at the uh, finale? Snuck in. uh, Yeah, he was one of the sneak-ins. I will say, that's one of the few times we've ever seen you. (laughs) But again, they haven't been giving you enough to do. Well, actually, one of my notes was uh, after the ogre attack and everything, when the author's coming back, I hope Henry's dead. I hope Henry's dead. I hope Henry's dead. (laughs) I was like, that's like, you know, 45% of the the one's fandom, at least. (laughs) At certain points. At one time or another, we've all been like... Mm -hmm. No no offense to a Jared Gilmore. No, not even remotely, but your character hasn't gotten to do anything. Okay, but villains. I, 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 oh. I, I really think, though, like my perspective on Henry for the entire series kind of changed with that kind of tying back in thing that I noticed in this episode about mm-hmm. how he, all these skills he had were taught to him yeah, by that is, all the main pretty, characters. So. That is pretty cool. Um, All right. We're just going to end our discussion on a little slightly quote. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I got every word. We're already an hour in. I know. Our definition of villains, as said by Mary Margaret Snow White. Um, <clears throat> villains make themselves happy at the expense of others. They make them themselves more unhappy i know um i know what it's like to feel your heart go dark and that's not something to idolize it's something to pity mm-hmm. obviously i've done that no justice but <laughs> i loved that oh yeah it was for sure. a beautiful way to sort of wrap things up mm. yeah and it was a really good close to the author's kind of arc that he's yeah. got this half season yeah, too you done yo well i'm actually hoping he sticks around like i mean he's obviously done as the author and he's probably going to be locked up with selena and all the rest and everything and but- the rest but I, I really I really hope he, he remains a presence in the world because I, I really liked his character mm-hmm. uh, just because just he, he was a fun character and he was the classic sort of like a disgruntled artist type, yeah. which, which is kind of a uh, kind of fun archetype to play with. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus the, the guy who plays him is just so uh, creepy. He's perfect. Yeah, he, he's, he's great. I mean, just look at his face. It's a, it's a great face. <laughs> and there's our new face. Isaac face coming to you in 2016. <laughs> No, we, we I, I paused the episode trying to get the, the main title thing for the episode, and I saw that page, so I just had to pull Way to it save out there. that. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's see. Arbitrary scale. Arbitrary scale. Okay, Anne-Marie, out of seven dark dwarfs. Wait, no six. Nope, seven again. Out of seven dark dwarfs, how many dark dwarves do you give this episode? Okay. Dwarfs? Dwarves? Dwarves! Dwarves? Dwarves! <laughs> Harry I... likes Henry. That's just because they're both H names. Seven dark dwarves. I... 
Are you, is it going to happen? It's going to happen. Is, hold on. Wait a second. Let's get Anne Marie Cam up here. Is it going to happen? happen? What's going to happen? It's seven dark dwarves. You're giving it seven dark dwarves? I'm giving it a perfect score. You're giving it a perfect score. Things please, I've never, ever done. Please explain. Okay. It left me like this. Really? You take, <laughs> you take my camera <laughs> off when I go to do the face? I truly feel this is one of the best episodes. Mm-hmm. We didn't rate the first season because we didn't podcast the first season. So yeah, this I can't is true. Anything. But this was an amazing episode like i was watching it uh, just uh, just enough ahead of you mm-hmm. and i just going, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i mean if you follow my personal account on twitter um i can't say what i said because <laughs> we don't use that kind of language here but it included this face it was ho- holy some excellent no oh no no it, it was worse than that yeah fair enough fair enough holy yeah. Oh, um, let's see here. Charles says, hey, guys, I just wanted to let you know that my teacher got to meet Hank Isaac's boss a few days ago in Vancouver. Score! Very cool, Charles. And, I didn't uh, even know there was a Charles in the chat uh, the, the Blue Knight says dwarves for sure. Oh, uh, he just came in. Got it. Bobby's giving it six dark dwarves. As for me, yeah, I'm probably going to have to go seven dark dwarves, too. <gasps> seven dark dwarves! Woo! Plus a stealthy. Oh, rest in peace, Stealthy. Rip Stealthy. Rip Stealthy. Pour one out. <laughs> Pour one out for Stealthy. Right down my own, t- own throat. It's just water, though. I'm switching to the liquor for the feedback. <laughs> Not liquor, <laughs> right, so, actually. Okay. Yeah. No, but uh, let's see so here. So Harry goes at six and a half Dark Dwarves. <laughs> I just cheered when Emma finally decked him. That was good. That was oh, yeah. absolutely beautiful. That was amazing. And uh, any other ratings here? Anyone else to rate? Any Mine other ratings? Akon. Holly Mac. Sage. Okay, well, I'm sure those Stephanie. will be coming in in a minute. So uh, now, I guess. 6.8 from Stephanie. Six point eight. What are you doing? Leaving off a leg? <laughs> just give him the leg to stand on. No, Dobie's just a little shorter than the other <laughs> one, so it doesn't quite equal seven. <laughs> uh, by the way, all uh, the dwarves were very nice at RegalCon too. Nice. And now on to the news. News. We just got a couple more. Angel six point five. The Blue Knight wants to rate it seven point five dwarves. So, That's fair. I'll give you that. Well, that point five is the stealthy because you can't see him barely because he's stealthy. So he's kind of not there. Yeah, and he's he's dead. He's dead. And Charles L, uh, Ch- Charles M is going way off the scale. Oh, he's going Eight on. dark dwarves. Holly's giving gonna... it seven. This this might be the um, most um, consensus. Although they all spelled dwarves right, where I didn't. <laughs> 142 dark dwarves i'm giving it done 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 okay oh. first up the ratings abc's season finale of once upon a time one in its two hour uh, time slot by 42 percent over its nearest broadcast competitor wow. in adults 18 to 49 ranking number one against its regular competitor on each of us last 10 original episodes this season uh, once upon a time was up for the third week in total viewers uh plus two percent to a six week high <laughs> And uh, steady with adults 18 to 49 to tie a seven-week high uh, since 329.15 and 322.15, respectively. It, it also got adjusted up uh, today. Uh, oh, really? The ratings got adjusted up to a 1.8 uh, rating with a six, six share and 5.51 million viewers. So they went out on top like they did last year, too. Nice. So it'll be good. Okay, and That's then, a huge adjust up, too. Yeah, and then in other news, uh, once upon a time, and we've kind of implied this around the episode, officially renewed. Woohoo! Yep. Yep, uh, Once Upon a Time has been officially re- renewed for uh, 22 episodes uh, for the fifth season. Which, to uh, get to them to the magical 100th episode. Yeah, and as we've seen uh, the past couple seasons, they're more than willing to do a couple double episodes and increase that order a little bit, too. Where needed, yeah. Yeah, so it should be fun. Usually season or mid-season finales. Mm-hmm. I, Stephanie says, I couldn't give it seven because I've liked other episodes a little better. Fair enough. That's fine. Fair enough. Okay Some that. people had uh, uh, issues with it. And you can get the links for all these stories in the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. 
Tim. Greetings from Storybrook.com. And uh, one other thing we wanted to point out here is just that we have a bunch of RegalCon coverage uh, hey, up so Regal-Con. far. Like, basically, all you have to do is just go to our homepage at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. And right up here at the top, it says uh, RegalCon Regal-Con. 2015. It has Whale and August and Lee and uh, the, the host from the event yes. there. And just click there. And I'd like that you go character name, character name, <laughs> real name, host. You, you never called anybody by consistent. Like... I know. That was intentional. Oh, okay. That was intentional. But uh, yeah, I, I, I did some. I, I did a big blog post for every day. I still have to do the day three one. I'm going to do that tomorrow. But I also mm-hmm. have some press conference stuff, a bunch of like just a fun little music video with a bunch of cosplay and stuff, I, but a bunch of uh, content to put up there. So if you want to check that out, and like I said, we'll have the panel. And uh, we all, I also did a panel called Heroes and Villains mm-hmm. uh, with uh, – What's his name? I just blanked on Jeff from Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, who was also on the greetings panel, which mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. Yeah, and see, so, uh, we actually, I don't know if Patty in the chat room saw this, but uh, Patty gave us this little uh, Mickey Mouse uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice little toy uh, several months back. And so I took it with me to RegalCon. And he met people. Yeah, tweeted out hashtag uh, The Apprentice, and it had it had pictures taken with a bunch of different people, mm-hmm. like all throughout the weekend. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and we're going to be putting uh, more content from RegalCon out there as uh, the week winds down here, and I nice. get it all sorted, and I get yeah. a little more rested up and everything. Charles is saying he thinks that it's going to have six seasons like Lost. It mm-hmm. could, because we all know that there's a lot of uh, crossover. Yeah. Although, I guess if you count Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, it already kind of has we had. We can't count Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Yeah, some people do, some people don't. Yeah, I don't. Um, and Angel said she's hoping for the upcoming season to do a full season arc instead of this half season stuff. Me agreed. too. Yeah, definitely. Like, so agreed. Because it, it's been uh, since season two. Yeah. Since uh, And Patty says she saw it. Awesome. Yay. Okay, so next week uh, when you're done not watching the episode, you know oh. what? Take a break. It's fine. You don't so need to contact fine. us at all. I mean, you can. Absolutely. Do not email us. Greetings from Storybrook at gmail.com. gmail.com. Don't tweet us at GF Storybrook. Absolutely do not visit our Facebook, facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And the voicemail number, if you call this seriously, will block you. 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as always, we're going to start off with Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Hey, Bill and Amory, it's Bobby. Uh, I really love this episode of uh, Once Upon a Time. I feel like one of this show's greatest strengths is uh, its season finales. They do a good job of, like, before the finale, they'll tie up any B and C storylines that have developed through the season. Then leaving in the finale, you know, leaving the finale just for, like, the storyline that has been driving the season, making it almost like a thesis statement. And then they'll use the third act to uh, bring it all home and show us where we're going in the next season. It's a formula that works really well, and I just really love it. Um, as far as the once-if part of this episode... I do like how we're, uh, we were like, um, no, don't do half seasons anymore. Bobby's first point? Love half seasons. Oh, <laughs> so uh, at first I thought uh, while entertaining, it was all just like all glamour. You know, while mm-hmm. it was cool to see like the char- the actors get to play up the different aspects of you know, of their characters that they don't get to play out week to week. Um, there were no ramifications. You know, anything that happened was just reversed as yes. soon as, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as soon as it was reversed. See, I, 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 I kind of disagree here because I think the the whole reversal thing i think it made the episode hang together dramatically because if we had known that going in then we wouldn't have felt as an audience that there were real stakes you know like when when they killed hook when charming killed hook it felt like oh my god they just killed hook my favorite kid one of my favorite characters on this show 
Like, oh, oh, this was the big death and everything. And then I cheered. But if they had set up that, you know, deaths would be reversed if uh, the book was reversed and every if the curse was reversed. Uh, but, you know, if they had set that up, then there wouldn't have been any dramatic tension there. They would have yeah. been like, okay, well, let's just keep running and then Hook will eventually come back to life. Right. You know? So, yeah, I, I kind of like that aspect, but I can, I can see the complaints too, for sure. But upon reflection, I realized that wasn't the case because uh, without the once if storyline uh regina wouldn't have been able to earn her status as a savior and i thought that was really cool uh well because while this is ultimately emma's show i feel like over time this has become just as much regina's show as it is emma's i was really i was not quick to jump on the regina redemption bandwagon it took me quite a while but i i feel like over time, like I said, she's come to earn this, her status of now being a savior. And it's going to be really cool going into season five, seeing as uh, now Emma is the dark one. And, you know, more than likely Regina will play a big part in, you know, saving her. I also think that's cool because I th- hopefully going into next season will be get be able to get to get uh, be able to get a uh episode where we learn like the origin of the dark one of course we know now uh know now that the sorcerer is merlin um i can't remember if anyone has said that or not but um i guess i was wrong i was also wrong about the author although it does make sense that henry is the author Mm. and i don't know why they don't just come out and say that uh disney was an author because they more or less did in this episode uh, well, I mean, well, they I, did. They said a, a man named Walt who recently died, and this this took place slightly after Christmas in 1966. Walt died in early December 1966. So they man, they, they took it right away then. Yeah, they they did say it off the line that it, Walt yeah. was officially the guy before Isaac. Isaac got that letter from Star Publishing dated December 15th, 1966. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt Disney died. I like how we keep pausing to correct Bobby and then... And he corrects himself? Yeah. Or yeah. he answers the... Yeah. yeah. On December 15th, 19... Sorry, Bobby, we love you. 1966. And when Isaac went to meet the apprentice at the uh, publishing company, he, you know, said that you're replacing the author who had just recently passed. So they kind of more or less hit us over the head that, yeah, Disney was an author. And then as far as this author thing goes, like, they're kind of vague on just what the author is and does and his limitations. And, I mean, they've said a few things... But then a few things seem to contradict themselves. Um, why did the Quill pick Isaac in the first place? Because it doesn't seem like anything changed for him over time. It seems like he was always kind of a prick. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes, I guess so. Uh, I, no, actually, one thing I was wondering is uh, I'm kind of curious, like, uh, if Isaac had picked a different pen, would he have been the author? No. Or do you think it was just like that that just determined the style of author he would be? No. You think you think it had to be the correct pen? It had co- to be the quote. Correct pen. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I yeah. can see that. And if the author has to be author has to be there to record stories then why is it that henry can just break the quill in half how is he going to record stories now <laughs> that all seems a bit murky to me i hope they uh, make it less so over the next season but yeah not, not too, too murky. murky but still all of those plot holes aside i really enjoyed this episode um sue out of 237 <laughs> uh rejection letters piled up on my desk i'll give it 225 I hope you get accepted soon, Bobby. Thank you very much. Okay, Amy P. Uh, unfortunately, was not able to be in the chat tonight. Hey, actually, Emery, while I'm reading this, you want to see if anyone had anything relevant to say in chat? Uh, but Amy P. says, uh, sorry, y'all, can't, 
cannot make it tonight. I'm not feeling all that great, uh, but my rating uh, of the episode is 8 out of 10 Emma Daggers. I'm not sure I liked what happened with uh, the Bell Rumpel relationship and a few things at the end. So anything relevant to say in Let's see. I'm not a fan of Let It Go because I still get <laughs> insane inside my head. But the first part of the season was still a solid by my end. Blue Knight. Stephanie says the half seasons are too predictable now. You know that things will be resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Angel said I like that they did incorporate some of the original Snow Queen story. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue Knight also says the second half was a bit edgy in the beginning with the three Spice Girls of Doom. Spice Girls of Evil, get it right. Yes. Um, but it got better when everything got developed. Yeah, and uh, it, people have been liking our author faces too, so that's good. We're just going to do that a lot. Now. Okay, uh, next up is Other Emery. Take it away, Other Emery. We wanted to see the author's story all season long, and finishing with the author's story it was really amazing. Um, we saw Henry threatening the author. We saw Blue at work pulling the apprentice out of the hat. I was under the impression there were more people in the hat, though. And so I'm wondering, can we only pull one person out at the time? Or no. was he the last? Yeah, there were a lot of fairies that came out at once, for sure. Last one in the hat. Yeah, I'm I did on think it. that Henry was I'm a bit at. dumb going to en- Enchanted Forest. I mean, who in the world is going to believe him? It just was a throwback to season one and the pilot and pretty cool there was a lot a lot of connections between season one and the pilot and that was definitely a big one i also think the author wasn't very bright i don't know if he got pulled in as well with henry or if he followed he also kept like kept forgetting the things that he wrote himself as somebody who writes books that happens (laughs) because you well actually with the author it actually doesn't make much sense because the reason it happens is because you're like 150 percent focused on this project for months and months and months and months and then you have to start the next one so you have to kind of walk away throw all that behind you and uh, start uh, moving ahead on the next thing so i can see how that would happen but this author has only written one book so boo it's just really silly next point i really hated the fact that robin was with was with zelina in the sideways lost reference reality (laughs) uh love the fact though that she could not escape who she really was and turned green in the end again it just shows that even though an alternate ending was written for her she could not escape her true self tidbits loved evil snow dresses Regina in banded snow clothes, Rumbell Baby, awkward sword fighting by Hook, Evil Grumpy, <laughs> the reading that the author did looked like Regal Con, Emma in Rapunzel-like tower, and Author Henry. Season 5 should be epic with Dark Emma and the quest for Merlin. How about getting Emma pregnant in Season 5? Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> uh, the Dark Pregnancy. Um, final ep- uh, finale episode, so no way that this was going to be short. Sorry about that. <laughs> Out of 25 Tinkerbell windmills, I'm going to give it 24 and her wings. It was an epic, epic episode, but there was some stupidity in it, so no full score for me. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. I love Regular Anne-Marie uh, contradicted you. She gave it a perfect score, other Anne-Marie. And that's why you're other Anne-Marie. No, I'm kidding. <gasps> No, yeah, we love yeah, other Anne-Marie. Yeah, we do. Okay, you want to read this one from uh, one of our favorite past listeners who finally ooh, caught up? Ooh, 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 is, this, is it? Is it? Is it? It is. It is. lost, you know, those of you who have been around for a while will remember deb 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 She was on a lot for Wonderland. A lot for Wonderland, a lot for Doctor Who specials. 
Mm-hmm. She does things that take her her job takes her away for a while. So yes. she's back now, though. Hey guys, it's Deb 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 here. Deb 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 Deb. Um, I have finally got back into the swing of things since my deployment. Oh, well, so she calls it out. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm happy to get caught up in the finale episode of Once Upon a Time. So, hi guys, I've missed you. Smiley. We've missed you too. We've missed you too. We talk about you all the time. Yeah, we're like, when's she gonna come back? Um, so I just watched the finale episode of Once Upon a Time, and all I can say is, wow! Insert shocked face here. <laughs> oh, there's the shocked face. Um, I really did not expect any of what happened to actually happen. Let's just start off with the fact that, thank goodness, the heroes and villains thing didn't pan out very long. Mm-hmm. I was glad that wasn't dragged out for a long time. However, I was happy that Henry was able to find Emma, and it was quite cute to see Evil Snow and almost evil Charming Slash David hybrid. The backwards theory was funny when the author realized he created the evil portions of the book and was confronted by evil dwarves as well that's very true Um, not these guys not these guys um i guess what i'm trying to say is the two-hour finale did not disappoint but that ending though let's all take a breather because (laughs) i have all the feels all of them all of that's impossible because i have a lot of feels i've got a lot of feels going on too uh not gonna lie i was tearing up hook and the charmings were so sad it was nice to see robin was going to fight for regina and it was cool to see regina fight for emma excuse me emma's now the dark one what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) isn't she the child of true love isn't she the child of light now that emma is the dark one i have so many questions um why did the knife just fall thank you what (laughs) is the dark one emma going to look like is she going to have gold scaly skin black eyes Mm -hmm. she just disappeared and never saw dark one emma but now i can't wait for season five now on to rewatch for season four so we can speculate all over again (laughs) i'm so glad that you guys i'm so glad to have you guys as my favorite weekly podcast always keep me busy and laughing out of seven evil dwarfs i'll give it seven evil dwarfs and add an author thanks guys bye Thank you very much, Debbie. Deb, Deb, Deb. It's been way too long since we've heard from you. Uh, Don't let that happen again. Uh, By the way, if you want to come on our listener roundtable, I think there's a spot for you. FYI, let us know. That goes for most of you, by the way. Okay, you guys are going to laugh at me. And it's okay because I would laugh at me if I heard this too. One of the things that I was thinking of watching one of the final scenes of tonight's episode was the writers are really setting up for the fifth season to be the final season of Once Upon a Time. And if it's not the final season, I was also thinking, do the fans, the hardcore fans of Once Upon a Time want it to be stretched out to a sixth year? Because there's an argument to be made. And for those of you who are listening who are also big Supernatural fans, the TV series on the CW, there's an argu- a strong argument to be made that genre shows should only last at their maximum five to seven years. Mm-hmm. To go beyond that point, it seems like you're recycling old storylines again and again and again. And- I will say that, uh, you know, the the plot from this uh, half season has been a lot like, and I've mentioned this a couple times throughout the half season, uh, the the Fables, uh, the Vertigo comic Fables mm-hmm. uh, did uh, the Great Fables crossover, which int- included a character's, uh, basically authors, they were called the Literals. Mm-hmm. And I will say that at, immediately after that storyline in the Fables comic, it kind of like, it, it kind of just like dipped a little bit, dipped a little bit. So like through a season five would dip a little bit and then it fell off very sharp like it's gone now it's actually being canceled this month i think but uh you know so i i I will say that you know 
once you get into this kind of like metatextual sort of plot lines and stuff, might be about there, time. there's not too much uh, water left in the sponge, if you know what I mean. And I'm sorry, you did not write an episode like you did tonight without thinking that next season could possibly be your final season. Because to me, to cap off this storyline that they set up in this episode, to just end in the 100th episode, I think it would be cheap. Because we've always kind of wondered about this storyline in the back of our heads, what could happen if the roles were reversed and not just for an episode. And by the way, you guys probably mentioned this in the main part of the episode of tonight's podcast, but okay, we did Back to the Future Part 1 in the third season finale. Now it seems we've done Back to the Future Part 2 in this season finale. See, I, th- I, I saw Back to the Future Part 2. Oh, no, yeah, I guess because they were fading from... Ex- Never mind, we'll go ahead. So apparently we're going to the Old West next season for the <laughs> fifth season finale. One last thing, or two last things, I'm sorry. I know I'm talking too much. I love how Rumble, no matter what realm he's in, no matter what world he's in, will always make the cowardly choice no matter what. He will mm-hmm. always make the cowardly choice. And the other thing I really loved is what the writers did with Isaac. Just the fact that this n- nothing happening writer is just thrust in this position of power and really, in the end, that's all he is. He's just a bitter writer wanting <laughs> his happy ending, his recognition and really that makes him no different than Rumple, and I love how stupid his reasonings were to ruin So and Charming's life just so he can make himself feel better about mm-hmm. himself. Makes him no different than a lot of the bloggers online who <laughs> just trash writing of television shows, just trash it, and they think they can do a better job. I get this episode seven quills out of seven. This episode was phenomenal. Can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts on it. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Wu. And yeah, we, we loved it too, obviously. Awesome. Okay, uh, this next one is from Liz, who I actually, I got to hang out with a lot of R- Rigo Khan. She, w- she was actually kind of like, a, well, like, Becca, uh, who was on the panel with me, was the, the production Amory, and uh, Liz was kind of the pre-production Amory. She's the one, she helped me uh, pass out flyers, and, you know, she ha- handled, like, uh, the prizes and all that stuff. She was She was also our winner. Help. Yes, she was our Rigo contest yep. winner. For sure. Okay, so uh, Liz says, Amory, I want you to know that I loved your video you sent into RegalCon. It was hilarious, and Bill, it was really great to meet you and uh, get to know you better. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of good conversations. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad we are friends, and I had such a great time with you during the weekend. Mm-hmm. It, she even took me for my In-N-Out burger, my Californian In-N-Out burger. That's all burger. he really wanted yeah, the that's, entire week. That's the whole reason I went mm-hmm. on the trip. Now, on to the thoughts of my finale. Uh, Henry is my hero. Uh, he finally, after years of wanting to play the hero, Henry got his chance. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for his character. My first thought when he broke the pen in half uh, was Harry Potter doing the same thing in (gasps) Deathly Hallows. That's true. And Harry, yeah, they were talking in the chat room about this earlier. And Harry Potter breaking the Elder Wand for the same Mm -hmm. reasons as Henry broke the pen. I haven't seen uh, Deathly Hallows. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, The pen is uh, not mightier than the wand, it turns out. Also, did you guys notice that the author died before Isaac was Walt Disney? I I got that right away because Walt died in 1966. Did you guys catch that? Yes. Yes, yes, Liz, we got it. (laughs) That was a nice homage to Walt Disney, I thought. I, I, I would like to see them bring in Tom Hanks. 
for for an arc, oh. like a flashback. Oh. It's Walt Disney. That'd be great. They can't afford that. Probably not. I was so glad that Emma remembered Henry. It made it easier and that he had an ally since Virginia wasn't really buying the story, pun intended. I Of all the characters in this episode acting in their evil or good ca- counterparts, Hook was the most hilarious. Mm-hmm. At one point, you see him behind Emma holding a sword ra- rather awkwardly. I, I think you mean Emma behind him. Yeah. Uh, but I really did laugh out loud. He was hilarious. I missed some dialogue and I had to replay it because I was laughing so hard. Nice. Uh, the two things that brought uh, me frustration was when Emma saw Hook die and and then told uh, Regina about her regret. Uh, then when they all went back to, uh, in Storybrooke, she sees him and tackles him and says, thank you. Mm-hmm. Seriously, that frustrated me. It's like, come on, woman. Yep. Yeah, that was a big. That was awful. It was like, you, you know, you were whining and complaining that he died before you got to tell him and then you don't tell him right away. Mm-hmm. That seems a little weird. Uh, and then when she finally did say it, <sighs> I'm so not happy with the ending of this episode. This is the part where I whine. I don't want Emma to be the dark one, but why did it go after Regina at first? And where did Emma go? She disappeared. So many questions. Overall, I liked the episode. I did. I give it 82 dead apprentices out of 100. He's not dead yet. Or he might be. No. I don't know. Please, no. I will probably rewatch the finale again soon. Love you guys. Uh, Liz Placentia. Thank you. Hey, thank you. And I mispronounced I your last Placentia, name. Placentia, not Placentia. Yeah, yeah, I totally did. I, I was like, I better not mess up this name because then she's going to think I'm not very appreciative of every, everything she did for me at RegalCon. And then I mispronounced the name. And then you called it a placenta. Yes, slightly. Slightly. Michael, Voice take now. it away. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, this is Michael. Uh, this is just my off-the-cuff reaction to this episode. I'll probably think of a lot more interesting and insightful things to say in a couple days uh, as I'm listening to your actual episode, but this is what I got for now. Um, I thought it was really funny when uh, Isaac first got the letter from the publisher. Um, I thought it was funny that the letter was signed Star Publishers. I think that's a little bit of a, <laughs> a clue that things weren't he wasn't really getting into a, a legit publishing deal i don't know uh star publisher sounds i, I like the logo though i the love logo the logo it's nice, really definitely. cute um with the pen not being able to break the rules of magic i'm kind of surprised they went there that they actually stuck to that rule um it would have been pretty easy for them to say that you know the the pen and the book exist outside of magic and the rules of magic so it would have been actually a great way to bring back neil uh, i would have bought that that exception to the rule so it would have kind of actually redeemed neil's death and and make it uh you know make the story of his death actually much more interesting retrospectively uh since what it what it basically is now is jumping the shark in terms of the show's theme being hope and happy endings doesn't really work out if the main premise of the show of the reason the everything happened ends completely without hope but i really liked the parallels to uh season one and especially the pilot in this episode the whole who are you i'm your son thing with henry um having to convince somebody that the key to their present reality is false using a book as the only evidence um robin and regina meeting at a carriage robbery um them falling in love, uh, interrupted by the fact that one of them is already engaged. Emma basically being Jefferson. I loved all that. Uh, I thought it was interesting, Snow yelling into the heart. I think her voice and inflection, she actually took a lot of cues from Lana Priya there. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yep. The way that Regina um, uh, says some of her lines, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I saw that in some of the other acting that... Um, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, Snow's uh, character was doing. Um, 
I thought the whole alternate oh, timeline thing. I, I think this is a the whole setup is kind of a, a lost reference. Uh, it kind of resembles what fans were calling the Flash sideways and the lost stuff again. <sighs> Just gonna point gotta out, get to that point, guys. patreoncom box. Last season of Lost. Um, I'm not going to spoil what that is or what was going on there. Uh, it's not at all what it, you might think it would be. But basically in that situation, the characters' lives seem to be strangely reversed or to ironically recall some aspect of their real lives. Um, but it's an interesting uh, parallel storytelling uh, technique that the writers decided to bring back from Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Henry breaking the pen and saying nobody should be that power. And I think that that, more than anything, proves him as uh, he has the right to be the author. It reminds me of um, uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, the book Prince Caspian, at the end where Caspian is actually crowned king. And he's asked, uh, do you think you are sufficient to rule over this land? And he says, no, I don't. And uh, Aslan says, that is precisely why, uh, that is precisely the proof of why you are, or something along those lines. I would like to point out, uh, this seems like a really appropriate time to point out, that uh, we don't listen to these beforehand or read these beforehand. Yes, I made these points, but it's just because me and Michael are uh, simpatico, simpatico. Um, it also reminds me of Tolkien's letter when he says, um, that, uh, I do not wish to be a bishop is the best, uh, reason to make a man (laughs) a bishop. Um, really interesting, um, philosophies of, uh, power and the right to power there being pretty much the opposite of what, um, a lot of people might think. I liked that. Um. The whole situation, the whole scene with uh, Rumple and Bell, I really liked that. Although there was some real in- bothering inconsistencies. Um, she said, I knew what I was getting into. I wasn't going to leave. And Rumple totally calls her on it. He says, but you did. And that's <laughs> true. He has a point. Yeah. So what is after, the right way? What's that? It was after, like, he just got so, like, he wasn't coming back. Mm-hmm. He was getting worse and worse and worse. She had to go. Mm-hmm. Who's me? Well, it was like, I, I I think his thing was that, like, he felt that she lost the faith a little bit. That, I lost uh, the That f- there, there was a man behind the dark one sort yeah. of thing. Which, I mean, like Michael said, you know, is very true. She she totally did. Right. And I think he kind of made her realize that he was still in there somewhere with that whole situation with Will and her heart and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, I think it was. Way to look at this. Was Bell wrong to cast him out? I would personally say probably uh, the whole, you know, the whole for better or for worse part. After all, that would fall under the category of worse. Uh, He's very the worse. dark one. What Sorry. to do? What to do when your man's the dark one? A three-step guide from Vogue. Um, but I don't think the writers of the show really believe that, and I don't think they expect most of the fans to believe that. So if not, then how are we supposed to take the "but you did" line? He kind of has a point. So is he meant to have a point? Is there a way to understand this that makes sense? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Um, and which brings me to my last point. Um, speaking of inconsistencies. Okay, so the person with zero potential for darkness is now the dark one. Okay, what was that sound? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's the sound of a thousand sharks jumping. Um, Okay, so basically to end this, uh, I'm hoping the crazy directions the show is going in means that season five will be the last one. And I'm not being mean saying that a final season would be a good thing because, as with Lost, it allows them to end the show on their terms, not on the the whims of the network. Mm -hmm. But for me, the positives are far from outweighing the 
the negatives. And I've said this a lot, but honestly, it's it's really more true now than ever. Y'all are literally the only thing keeping me watching this show, so I can't uh, wait to hear the podcast. Take kill it. Uh, take care of Bill and Henry. <laughs> I, I take kill it. <laughs> kill the show. No, but uh, didn't you hear our explanation earlier? Emma's the gray one. The gray one. The gray one. She's the silver one. She's shiny. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah, the Blue Knight's uh, saying the uh, Venom symbiote has a lot of strong connection to the Dark One entity thing, yeah. too. Okay, uh, you want to read this from Rachel? For sure. Okay. This is from uh, Rachel. Uh, is it possible that Emma may be a different sort of Dark One because she assumed the role not through murder or greed, but through an act of self-sacrifice? Ooh, I like that. I do, too. That's always um, very powerful. If I was one one of the once writers that's exactly the device I would ultimately use. That was a wild and crazy light ride. Choppy writing but overall fun. <laughs> and thank you very much Rachel. 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 And uh, someone who's just finally uh, finally popped in the chat here um, is uh, Hoops and uh, Oops. I, I guess Hoops can't hear the episode unfortunately but oh. we're going to play his voicemail anyway. Take yes, it away yeah. Hoops. Hi Bill and Emily. This is Anthony calling. Um, wow. <laughs> what do I have to say about this episode here? <laughs> I got a few points so Hopefully, you know, no more than a minute and a half, maybe, maybe two minutes. <laughs> so, um, I have a lot of points. So, Hero of the Villains, man, uh, that was one heck of a book, like one heck of a alternate reality. Mm-hmm. I so called it every, I, I think everyone called it when Henry was to become the new author. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I just, I and everyone, everyone in, in, in the once universe knew that this was going <laughs> to happen. Um, the episode was just very well thought out. It was very good. I, I really enjoyed it. It kept me on the edge of my seat. Um, with basically Emma being, you know, like the savior and all, you know, in this story, she really proved her, her, her point, And I really loved her, uh, her, uh, take in, in the episode. And, and I like how she wasn't, you know, the true savior. It was somebody else other than her. So this was a great turnaround. Mm-hmm. Um, Wow, with Hook and Regina dying in this alternate reality, that kind of struck me real hard. It's like, wow. So first of all, you take Hook away from us, and then you take away Regina afterwards. But what puts the icing on top of the cake is when Henry becomes the new author and rewrites her and brings her back to life. That was just the, the moment for me when everything just turned around. This episode was just wow <laughs> like i really enjoyed this episode um another point that i want to go over with the uh with the snow being the evil queen this time mm-hmm. basically it made this whole episode to me and with snow becoming the evil queen basically it made everything kind of the shoe was on the other foot type of thing and i liked it for once you know, Regina played the hero and not the villain, and Snow, you know, played the villain and not the hero. So it's like, wow, mm-hmm. it, was, it was great. So uh, Zelina, as always, we all know that her storyline, when it was actually her arc, you know, it wasn't for me. It, it she was nothing but a crybaby, uh, you know, a crybaby trying trying to get what she wanted out in life, you know, and that was basically her, you know, the attention all on her. She wanted everything that she wanted, and she just seemed really selfish when it came around for it being, you know, the wedding between her and Robin. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that it did not work out. <laughs> so serious. Um, 
Overall, I really like the episode. I have a lot more points here, but I think I'm going to actually try and be in on the case. Hey, Dylan Emery, this is Anthony calling again. I guess my voicemail <laughs> rang a little bit too long here. I guess I had too many. Yeah, the cutoff, the cutoff on the voicemail line, which we're going to try and get a better system for uh, for next fall and everything, but it's about three minutes. So just just, so just be know. aware. Any uh, questions and too many things, um, you know, regarding the voicemail. But I really like the episode all in general. Like, if you choose... The last voicemail over this one or this one over the last, that'd be great. Um, my we did both. My for <laughs> this episode was just phenomenal. It's like 10 million quills out of 10 million quills. <laughs> I really, really liked this episode. So uh, let me know if your thoughts on, on how you, know, you, you guys liked the episode and you know your different point of views of what's you know to come in season five. So uh, thanks, y'all. Later. I think uh, for season five, they're going to do cover versions of the entire uh, season one of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. That's my prediction. They're just going to recast it with all of the, all of the actors from Once Upon a Time regular. Like, uh, I don't Hope's know. heart just exploded just by you suggesting that. Like, like Hook will be play Jafar. And uh, I don't know. Let's see. Well, um, Henry like... will be the white rabbit. Um, <laughs> it'll be a good time. And yeah, actually, uh, Hoop Scale in the chat room was actually 10 out of 10 Dirk Swans, mm-hmm. which... Much lower than his normal one. Okay, you want to read this one from Ash? Sure. Okay, hey, Bill. Let me just wish Anne-Marie a very happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Happy Mother's um, Day. Man, that was a wild and crazy ride, wasn't it? Doing happy dances for hero Henry and Emma epically on a like punching troll face Isaac. Yes, you go. You too. You go. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Dark Charming. Does Southern Belle like fa- fan fanning? Yes. Um, <laughs> why I do declare that my rip roaring adventure that I ever did see. The role reversals um, were great, I thought. And oh my gosh, Isaac fans so meta of us us oncers, I think. Hashtag love it. Um <laughs> and Wooby Hook and Gold Knight Light One Rumple. I think it is like high on my top five sides um of I like seeing. Hashtag slow mo shatter I I don't even know what that one is. We're just gonna walk away. Um, <laughs> the horse and the armor was gorgeous. Squeeze! Uh, Lily Dragon guarding princess like locked in tower. Emma loved it. Very shir- Shrek, Shrek like too. <laughs> I was like Shrek. No. Snow Shrek. and Charming's Isaac um, takedown loved it. And oh my gosh, finally Camelot Merlin. Yes, yes, yes. But um, no Lancelot except maybe in flashbacks. Hashtag he happy Arthurian nerd dance. <laughs> and oh good lord, Emma, <laughs> you have to fight it. <laughs> Fight the darkness. Do not give in to the despair. Uh, but it is very hero's journey into the underworldly and also very, very mm-hmm. savior-like. Man, just man, I loved... Um, Actually, I like that point because that's like, a, you know, she's she's been the savior. I, there, there's she's a, technically saved. There, There's a famous historical uh, savior that is important to a lot of people. And when he died, he went to hell for a while. So maybe she went to some sort of version of that. That would make sense. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. I mean, because I mean, the the parallels there already savior. You know, no, I'm just it's not it's not like a roll your I eyes know. kind of thing. It's like seriously, like I think that's what they're going for. I'm sure it is. Well, they called her the savior. Yeah. Um, man, just man, love the bat, the batch of it, the bunch of it, maybe, and crazy, crazy, Bill. I'm gonna rate this one eight and a half quill pens out of ten, and fitting because one got elder wand broken. Cheers. Here's <laughs> Hugs Ash. 
Thank Everybody's you very much. Everybody's snapping that elder wand this week. Yeah, everyone, everyone's pulling out the Harry Potter parallels for yep. sure. Well, you know, it's there. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. You're a chatter, Harry. You're a chatter. Tim, Harry you're a voicemail caller. You're a voicemail caller, Tim. Hello, Bill. Hello, Anne Marie. This is Tim here. So, <laughs> firstly, I would like to say, I'm the King of Gotham. <laughs> oh, right. That, that wasn't what I was calling about. I was calling about Operation Mongoose. Okay, so firstly, I like uh, the scenes at the beginning where we figure out the author's backstory. And I think that Isaac is not going to go away since he did not die and he does not really seem sorry for what he has done. So I, hope not. I still want to keep a lookout on Isaac. Okay, cool. Uh, secondly, I loved every single bit of the uh, flashback to the alternate universe, especially Rumpelstiltskin, <laughs> Night of the Rem, because, you know, that that Rumpel, he is my favorite all the time. Always in every realm, and so I really hated it when he. I will say at RegalCon that like it, all of the cast interviews and everything, everyone was just like, he is so fun on set. Like Yay. he he plays a lot of pranks and stuff like that. Like I guess uh that scene uh with uh them August in the cabin and everything. Yes. Like at one point uh, a water bottle. Yeah, he was holding a water bottle like right by his uh his midsection <laughs> and just pretending to pee while Lana was trying to do like a monologue and trying to like make her stay serious. Yeah, yeah. To go back and be his villainous self and try and wreck everyone's happiness just to save his own. Uh, so also I really. Uh, laughed so much when we figured out that it was Zelina that Robin was in love with in the alternate timeline. Um, also, uh, probably one thing that uh, I really liked was all of the Harry Potter call-outs in this episode. <laughs> uh, my first, uh, uh, first time I noticed that was when they had the scene with the author and the fountain pen. And uh, all the pens I said to my friend, Oh, it's Ollivander. The apprentice is Ollivander, who is the wand seller in Harry Potter. And then... Uh, I, I did think the the inclusion of the standard, like, cheapo, like, 10-cent Bic pen was weird. I, I, I see. I liked it. Did you? Yeah. That's fair. It's just a writer. Henry yep. breaking the pen is the same as Harry breaking the elder wand. So I really uh, think that being the author is something that Henry can't escape that easily. So I think that Henry might still have author powers, even though he broke the pen. Maybe he'll be able to, like, uh, tell the stories instead of writing them. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I just want to see Henry more in the show. I know that <laughs> might not be the most popular opinion. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait. Was there anything I was forgetting? Oh, yes. Merlin. Merlin. I love Merlin. Uh, this means that over the summer, I need to read every single piece about King Arthur ever. And lastly, I had a little theory about uh, about Rumpelstiltskin. So his heart glows white at the end. And it cut off and he never finished, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I thank you very much, Tim. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, oh, and uh, Blue Jay in the chat room says, Happy belated Mother's Day, Anne-Marie. I know. I said thank you in the chat room if you continue cool. scrolling there. I did. Okay. You, you did it as I was doing it, I think. No. Nope. Okay, next up is uh, from Stephanie, and uh, Stephanie says, Hi, Bill and Amory. What an episode. I know, really? I really like the two-part <laughs> finale. I wish we had uh, seen more than the last chapter of the book. Same here. 
I, I still don't understand how Snow met Regina in this alternate universe. I, I have a few lines I missed, and I hope you can fill in the gaps. What did the waitress say when she was on the phone talking about Henry? She, I think he's a runaway. Yeah, I think he's a runaway. She was calling she was the cops, cops on him. Yeah. yeah. And what did Charming say when he killed Hook? That I don't know. Um. He said, there, Hook, now you're dead. Hook. I don't know. I didn't I really... am philosopher Charming. Oh, philosopher. Zen Charming. <laughs> Zen Charming. I, I'm really interested interested to see where we go in season five i would rate this finale nine out of ten evil authors Mm -hmm. Uh, was anyone else surprised that the author tried to kill henry i was i thought it was great i thought it was yeah Yeah, like like and it actually it almost made him in some ways seem a little bit more evil than rumpelstiltskin because i mean even rumpelstiltskin hasn't been like hey i gotta kill this kid and i'm happy about it that swing thing there was but see he was conflicted about it though the author wasn't that's because he knew it was his grandson i hope henry's dead i hope henry's dead i hope Henry's dead. dead. I hope Henry's dead. dead. I hope Henry's dead. I hope Henry's dead. (laughs) But uh, also, uh, which dwarf did Snow kill? That was uh, Doc. 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 And uh, I'm glad Hook didn't die. Uh, Thank you very much, Stephanie. Definitely appreciate it. Let's see here. How many letters do we have left here? Why don't you go ahead and read this next one, too, from Jess? This one is from Jess. Okay. Um, I loved almost every part of Heroes and Villains portion of the episode. It did seem a little weird that Emma was the only one who didn't lose her memories, and I originally attributed it to her being the blah, blah, savior blah <laughs> tell us how you really feel um but i thought it was pretty clever when it was explained as rumple's punishment for her i completely loved it mm-hmm. um when henry became the author he just chose to undo everything isaac did first off why couldn't that have worked for ingrid still pissed that the writers killed her off when she could have been happy with anna and elsa and arendelle H- hashtag grumpy made it okay hashtag i don't even remember that storyline <laughs> second off why go through all of this if it was just to be undone? Yes. Um, at least with the time travel episodes last season, Emma brought back Marion. Um, Marion. Marion. Um, I thought, air quotes Marion. Marion. I thought that the murders of Doc and Hook um, could have at least provided so much more drama once the characters got back to Storybrooke. At least Puppy Hook, which is what I'm calling the alternate Story Hook, was endearing and obedient. Um, I would have liked to see him more, but the one thing that was really disappointed me was that even Rumple didn't die. <laughs> um, <laughs> the whole time I was waiting for the death of the main character that we were promised, and it never came. Yeah, we were promised a big death. Yeah, didn't like um, I wonder if there were like I don't know contract negotiations with robert to where they filmed it both ways so it could go oh. either way because that sometimes that happens too that and they I mean, have to yeah obviously i feel even even worse than normal speculating on this kind of stuff just because i, I got to meet a lot of these people over the weekend now, I'm you're, like, now you're like invested in it yeah I, i'm like I, I hope they don't hear this and be like okay well we're never talking to bill again but no no we need <laughs> people on greetings mm-hmm. um okay i also love the fact that dragon mao is a <laughs> Very, att- a the, very active dater. Um, there, there, there's a word crossed a out word there that rhymes out. with uh, glut. We'll say <laughs> glut, and that Lily actually does have a father. Though hopefully it's not Merlin. Oh, well, I think in some versions of the story, Merlin can turn into a dragon. Something, something I, I will mention here briefly that we were talking about right before the show in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, here we go. Uh, Merlin from Sword, the Sword and the Stone. He has books in his library, and one of them is a book. Kind of like the books here where you can enter another realm and it's uh, Pooh's Corner, more or less. So, it, like, it to- makes... That's it! We're going to the Hundred Acre Wood, folks! <laughs> but, I mean, it makes total sense. Can, it, like, it... <laughs> 
the, the second I realized that Mer- Merlin was the sorcerer, it connected back to Kingdom Hearts immediately. And we're we're gonna re rewatch uh, Sword in the Stone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's happening. Yeah. Uh, I'll leave you with one more question: Was Rumble and Bell's baby legit, or did Isaac just give them baby Neil? He gave them baby Neil. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, please use this on the show and feel free to paraphrase me. I just have a lot of opinions. <laughs> we did use it, and there was no paraphrasing. No, there they, was just comments. Is it there wasn't? Well, any, there was one. There was one paraphrase, and we cut out a couple paragraphs. Just, just for time, Did we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, just for time's sake. Just because uh, your yours, Jess, uh, which I I love you, Jess. I know you're from I, I think Google Plus. Uh, but it ju- it was just a little longer, and we were already almost two hours. Yeah, we really are. So get moving. But it was a double episode for sure. Get moving. Okay, uh, next up is Hope. Take it away. Hope. Oh, also Sage of uh, Earth said she loves Winnie the Pooh. Hey, Bill and Marie. Uh, first hey. and foremost, I hope you had a great time at RegalCon. I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to make your make your episode on Tuesday because I work on Tuesdays. So. Here we go. So I loved the finale for the most part. For the most part, um, this could possibly be one of my favorite finales. I really enjoyed the Peter Pan finale, and I also really enjoyed the ending of Once Wonderland. And and this one was pretty far up there for me. It was fun seeing the opposites of all the characters. I wish we got to see more people though. I was, I was imagining like evil Archie knowing everyone's secrets, and I wish we got to see more of those like background characters as evil people. Snow White though. Holy goodness. Snow <laughs> was scary. She was so mm-hmm. good. Jenny knocked it out of the park. Uh, Snow White was just so freaking scary. It, she, she was just wonderful the whole way through. And Henry, can we talk about Henry? My baby. My baby. Actually did stuff. I was just so proud of him. They finally used Henry, and he was awesome. He was kicking ass and taking names, and he, like, saved the day. And I just want to say, I was right. Hashtag Grumpy made it okay. About Henry being an author, I was right. It was great. I loved it. Angel brought up a really great point to me that Disney was probably, Walt, Walt Disney, was probably the previous author since he died in 1966. And that's where Isaac was. And I do have to say, I need a scene of August and the Apprentice and Fouquet. Like, that is a scene that I really super need in my yes. life. I love Isaac as a villain. He ended up being a really great villain. And I still, t- like, he, he might be up there as one of my favorites. Uh, he was just really great the whole way through. But the thing about Isaac is, is his motivations fell flat. He went after Snow and Charming and ruined everybody's lives and did all this because he had a bad manager. I think we've all had bad manager, but that's not. Well, he, I don't think it's just one bit no, bad he manager. he said he had a series of bad managers. Yeah, he said it was a series of people treating him like that through his entire life, uh, which Still. I think kind of just just built up and everything. But then again, I, I do think you have a point that it is a little, little weak sauce just because we didn't see, like, the connective tissue between when he got offered the job and when he got banished from the job or banished to the book. Like, we saw, we saw one... Or two incidents in between those two times, and that's uh, him going to visit Cruella and uh, him uh, diverting uh, Snow and Charming. So I, I, I think uh, I, I'd really want to see more of what he did to kind of uh, work towards his goal and accomplish his uh, happy ending uh, bef- before I uh, passed a final judgment for sure. Okay a reason to ruin people's lives and so anyway like i love the family as a whole I, I thought it was really strong except for the last 15 minutes from where they got back to storybrook onto the end fell really flat to me 
It was the weakest part of the episode. It was very anticlimactic, and I was disappointed with a lot of things. So here we go. Just as a whole, this entire season from Frozen until now, I'm really disappointed with how they've been using Will Scarlet all season. Mm -hmm. And I'm really scared they're going to knock him down as a regular because they didn't write him to be interesting for the non-Once Upon a Time in Wonderland fans. Like, I will say that they have said that, that he's going to be a major part of next season. But they said that he was supposed to be a major part of this, ha- this second Well, season. they said he was going to be a series regular on this season, which meant he was contractually obligated to appear in X, X number of, of episodes. episodes. But they've said he's his story about what happened between Wonderland and this season of Once Upon a Time is going to be addressed. Actually, you know what probably did happen? Because I mm-hmm. think that news came out before we knew we were getting frozen yeah everything changed when they got frozen they yeah. had to shove in a half series or a half season mm-hmm. story art yeah, so i there, think that's where the problem happened if there was one reason i was upset that i didn't get to hang out uh after the finale and everything it's because i wanted to ask adam that question i'm sure he wouldn't have answered me but uh probably not Probably but not. I, I would have. I, I would just love to know how much Frozen kind of affected where they were going this season. Yeah, messed people who know Once Wonderland know that he's a really strong character and he carried the entire show. But people who didn't watch it just see the sky and they didn't even use him well. So I'm really scared for Will Scarlet right now. It felt kind of like they were attacking Neil fans a lot in this one. You know, they they had all these like wibbly wobbly rules about whether or not the dead stay dead. I mean, we've seen Anastasia come back. We've seen Zelina come back. See, I didn't see. I didn't see it as like an attack on Neil fans. I thought it. No, I thought it, it was more just using him as a demonstrable example that a lot of characters had a motivation to bring back. That no, you can't bring people back. But they've brought everyone, almost everyone else who's died on the show back, at least in flashback. But see, the thing is, they always have some futzy ways to kind of make an excuse to bring him back from the dead, even if they want to, because obviously they did that with Maleficent. Like they're in. Like the cantanon is, or the canon isn't something external to them. They can they can affect it if they want to tell that story, or if uh, what's his name Neil, uh, what's his, the actor's name Michael Raymond James, uh, if, if he wants to come back for a you know a two or three episode arc or something. From what I read, he wasn't the one who chose to to terminate the. Well, I mean, like I don't that probably wasn't like a personal thing. That was probably no. just like a story thing. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd have but. rather Rumple die. We've seen Rumple come back. I mean, a lot of people come back from the dead, <laughs> but they were flat out like, nope, nope, nope. Neil can't ever come back. He is dead. And- people are calling for Mushu with dad. Oh, the Hungarian horntail. That's right. More Harry Potter references. And I'm like, well, he died in this world, but so did Zelina. And people are like, well, Zelina didn't actually die. And I'm like, well, Neil was actually originally afflicted with his death scene in the Enchanted Forest. So why do Zelina rules apply and Neil rules do not? Oh my god. Sage is about to kill me. I have a problem with <laughs> Belle taking back Rumple. She she started saying like, you know, like, you know, we could have romance. This is great. Like, you know, you could have had me. You could have had everything. And then he was like, oh, I know. And she's like, okay, well, if you knew then we're both great. Yay. And and it just, I'm so frustrated with the writing of Belle and I just, I mean, because I do, I do ship Rumpel and Belle but I just don't feel like it's justified to get them back together. Now that this half season is over with... I, I will say, uh, addressing that point about, like, Bell and Rumpel and everything like that, I I, 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 I didn't appreciate, and, it, you know, it's been brought up a little bit about, like, uh, what happened with uh, him and Zelina is kind of, like, tantamount to abuse in certain situations and stuff. 
And the thing he said uh, that he didn't deserve to be loved, that's very common with abuse victims. They just they, they lose all their self-worth mm-hmm. and their confidence in their themselves. And uh, I, I, I think that's probably what was going on with Rumpel there is just like I think he made this dark turn just because he didn't want to he, he, he couldn't believe that anyone could ever love him again sort yeah. of thing. So, so I, I, I think that was justified a little bit. Hey. Looking back on the half season. I really in, ended up enjoying the Queens of Darkness. Like, I'm not even calling them the Spice Girls of Evil. I'm calling them the Queen of Darkness uh, because <laughs> they were so good. They were such great characters. But now, what was the point of them? Mm-hmm. None of them were in the finale. I mean, they mentioned Maleficent, but she wasn't actually there. The point of them was to make people forget about Frozen so they could finish telling the story they set out to tell. Probably. What was the entire point of the Twins of Darkness in general? And that falls back on the half-season format. This little chunk of half-season really needed to be a full season. It needed to be 23 episodes mm-hmm. because there was so much. And it makes me mad that we wasted so much time in the Frozen arc when we could have had a full season to flesh out the Queens of Darkness, to have that Will Scarlet character, to have... You know, all this. And I, I hope from now on they're going to throw the half-season format out the window. I mean, it's just doing nothing but hurting them. And finally... Sorry, Bobby. You know, I wasn't really surprised about Wimple and Emma switching positions as the dark one. I was spoiled. Stupid spoiler pictures messed that up for me. But at the same time, I, I, it's good setup for the second half. But I'm just kind of, like, indifferent about it. Like, I think it'll be cool to see Merlin... Um, I hope Cinco Walls comes back as Lancelot, because I've always liked his Lancelot. Mm-hmm. And so I hope he comes back. Anyway, um, that's my recap of the finale. I gave Operation Mongoose 8 out of 10 more scenes of Emma punching out Isaac, because that <laughs> was awesome. Bye. That <laughs> Thank was you awesome. very much, Hope. And yeah, actually, uh, truth be told, I saw these spoilers about Emma becoming the Dark One months, months and ago. months ago. And it, I, I've been very careful not to, yeah. e- even in theories or anything, like try to let that information influence them i hope i did a good job you did except when you gave us the link to the um video that oh. basically confirmed it oh okay for, from that set visit yeah the set yeah visit video. well i i did warn that high high spoilers sp- high yeah, spoilers sure. yeah all right you want to read this from alina okay <clears throat> we're almost done folks we're almost there guys two hours two hours and counting oh everybody stretch <clears throat> up stretch down okay up. Down, touch the ground, put me in the mood. Up or down, touch the ground, in the mood for food. Oh, whatever. Go ahead. Okay, Regina's Bandit Snow was fun with sass. Excuse me, Dark Snow was epic. You could tell Ginny Goodwin was having fun with the role. I'm so happy it wasn't True Love's Kiss that broke the stories, but Regina's sacrifice instead. Happy Lily will be staying in town to find out who her father is. Excuse me. (laughs) <laughs> Surprise, Maleficent doesn't know. It happened in dragon form. Woo. Um, I wonder, will her father be the sorcerer, a.k.a. Merlin? Um, Terry O'Quinn is Merlin. He played um, Locke on Locke. Yeah, this is like a dream casting Here we go, Lost. Okay. Uh, John Terry is Merlin. He played Christian Shepard on Lost, since they love casting actors from Lost. <laughs> Lost? I've never heard of it. Lost? What is this lost? What is this lost? Okay, uh, Patty, take it away. Patty! Patty! Hey, guys. I'm sorry to call you again. Um, I realized that my earlier message was a bit impromptu in suggesting for Henry to go to England. 
but Patty, I want to go to England. Amory definitely does want to go to England. <laughs> uh, one note, Patty, like uh, we just had like five e- voicemails from you, and I just I didn't have the bandwidth today to like go through them and figure out which one I was supposed to play. So I just grabbed the most recent one. I will say, uh, suggestion for next time: if uh, if you need to, uh, if you, if you want to make sure you get it right before you send it in, feel free to send us an MP3 or a WAV file to greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You should be able to record those with uh, like your your phone uh, voice recorder or your uh, computer sound recorder or something. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that way that maybe... That goes for everybody. Yeah, and maybe that way it won't be quite so confusing for me. And I apologize if, if like, uh, the past couple of weeks we've cut them a little bit, but it was just because mm-hmm. getting multiple ones, I just, like, I honestly, I just don't have time to, like, listen through to figure out which one is the right one to play There's sometimes. Especially this week because of RegalCon so and everything. Yeah. But uh, apologies if, if you felt any sort of assent- offense by us mm-hmm. uh, cutting them a couple times or anything. And that's for the everybody. way to fix it, yeah. too, so... Especially since you can't really, I guess, afford to send her to RicoCon. Imagine Wessex, England to find Merlin's Mound. By the way, <laughs> there are people who are looking for that weird, but that is nice. I'm sure there's a historical version of Merlin, although I think he'll be more Celtic and Druid, especially since they said if he's buried around Mud, I think a mound, which is typically a burial place to find for most for the Celtics. But at the same time, like in referring to the season finale, I thought it was pretty good. And out of 1,000 uh, Evil Rico references, I'm going to give it 99 Evil Rico references. It was fantastic. <laughs> they did blow it out of the park. And I think I is going to be looking forward to next season. But there's always room for improvement. I think the most interesting, like two of the most interesting aspects is the fact that we find out that Hook hasn't been telling them the truth, the entire truth about the events of season 3A, especially in referring to what he did with the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and which does suggest that he probably hasn't told them about the blackmail which I hope does come back to bite him in season five. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that is interesting is the fact of the difference between last season where Rumpel tells him, Regina, that the if the darkness does reaches his heart, that it would release the dark mm-hmm. the dark one entity and how mm-hmm. Regina ignored it. And this episode when Bell reveals it to the entire town out loud in the middle of a party saying, yeah, Rumpel's just interested in that. We're still in danger because of this. I will say, I think it was a little weird that everyone was so willing to save Rumpelstiltskin Mm -hmm. when they had access to the dagger. Mm -hmm. Like, with everything he's done, it seemed like they should have been completely willing to just... Snuff him out, yeah. But then again, well, I guess somebody's whoever... going to become the dark one for stabbing him. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah, you saw, it, it's better the way that Emma became the dark one. It's a, it's complicated. It's really complicated. Seeing the difference of how the heroes react to that news, so I think it's something to say. I think even political things, where there's some things that some politicians will not do if it's not known to the public, but they will try to avoid. But once it's known. They like will constantly do it. They'll be cursing a load before committing, doing whatever they have to do. So I do find it interesting. And to me, I think that's probably her heroic moment, especially it's kind of like a whistleblower thing when they tell the public, yeah, these guys are not doing what they're supposed to be. And I hope, again, that does come back to bite on it. Oh, cut off. Why'd you cut her off? I didn't cut it off. The, the voice oh. knocked off. It happens, but thank you very much, Patty. I, I, I was hiding the chat because I think Amory's t- nope. typing something. Okay, fair I was enough. tweeting. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> Amory. Okay. 
Why don't you go ahead and read this last one All from right. Vicky? All right. This is from Vicky. I believe this was a series of Facebook posts, if I recall correctly. Yes. All right, you had to look and see what I was tweeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going into hour three of Green's Story, but lots of opinions. We're almost done. This We're is the last done. one. We got this. Okay. Well, that was a heck of a finale. I will say that it seems to become a trend of going back in time, resetting things for the finale. That's true. But still majorly moving the story forward in the end. It was quite interesting to see everyone's personalities flipped as Snow became the big bad villain and Regina and Rumple are now heroes. I had to sort of laugh at Hook being a wimp and allergic to rum. That's just sad, y'all. That's just really sad. Yeah. Um, for Hook. For Hook most especially. Of all. Um, for Emma, because she got goat's milk. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh. I'm just show, showing them the flyer. Okay. Uh, but it was awesome that their connection is so deep that it still became to realize in Bizarro Enchanted Forest. Um, I think that it was great that Henry became the next author, but was worthy enough worthy enough to realize that no one person should have that much power. And I can't forget the Star Wars shoutouts. Hook saying Henry was a prisoner from the kingdom Kashuk. I don't know. I don't speak <laughs> Star Wars. And then Henry um, saying that the Wookiee prisoner bit never fails. I guess it doesn't because I think that's a um, in Star Wars thing. Is that because I couldn't I, I couldn't is. hear what Henry said I there. So I didn't hear the word Wookiee ever. But I saw that multiple places. Yeah. We're, we're not the type to pick up Star Wars references. No. Nope, Star Wars I, lost. It's well, I've seen each film. Us. I've seen each film except for the last one. The last prequel. One time each. So, like, I, I, I catch the general references, the more specific ones. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, a few things, though. Henry can drive a car? What? Also, <laughs> so Belle was just always hanging around her and Rumpel's house um, in a frilly yellow dress. True story. Um, I understand having the allusions to the Disney character, but really, no one with a baby just hangs around in fancy clothes. Um, it should be interesting to see Emma as the dark one now. I love that the that she sacrificed herself in order to save the darkness from taking Regina so that she could have her happy ending with Robin. Um, I also wanted... I wonder how that played with um, Hook, though. Like, mm-hmm. I love you. Dark one powers <laughs> ignite. <laughs> like, she saved Regina, but sacrificed... Really, she sacrificed Hook. But anyway. Bye, Blue Jay. Uh, we, Bye. We're losing everybody. It's fine. We're, we're it's about fast done and furious here. around yeah. here. Um... Okay, I love that you I also wanted to mention that I think I got my mom interested in the show. For a while, I've been watching it while she's in the room working on projects. A couple of times, I've gotten home from work and went to watch it off the DVR, only to see that somebody else had already watched it. <laughs> um, when I asked if she was the one who watched it, she just matter-of-factly said, yes. Um, I just find it amusing that this is the show she's latched onto, since she often comments on how um, the shows I watch are weird. <laughs> nice. Thank Very you so much. Nice. Uh, Definitely. Thank you very much, Vicky. And as always, uh, next week, you know, take a break. It, it's been a long, very long episode for all of us, right? <laughs> Although if you want to send in your thoughts on the whole season, I, <laughs> I guess that's okay. But don't. But do. We will absolutely not accept any emails Lies, to greetingsfromstorybrook totally at gmail.com. We won't be looking at the Twitter, at GFStoryBrook. Facebook, we've just completely deleted at Facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. You're such a and, and uh, voicemail? I, what's voicemail? 424-274-2352. Do it up. They dismantled the phone system in the United <laughs> States. We can no longer do voicemail at 424-274-2352. <laughs> But uh, we thank you very much for sticking thank with you us. Thank for sticking with us. I, I'm going to have to check. This might be the longest. Uh, no, it, it might tie for the longest episode ever with episode 100. Uh, it might tie. I'll have to check. It might beat it. But it might be the longest episode ever. We're still recording. Ever. The more we talk about this, the longer it gets. Yeah, so but... let's talk. So what what are some long episodes we've done? We've done uh, the 100th episode. We've done probably the last year's finale. Um, 
Bill, where can people find you? They can find me at uh, on Twitter at Bill Meeks. <laughs> I, I'm, not no idea. I'm not used to this. You can find me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can follow all the podcasts we do at universebox.com, including Universe Box, the podcast about everything. And you With can an pick upcoming up, Harry Potter episode for those of you thrown around Harry Potter references. And you can pick up my, my latest book, which is The Fairy Tale, The Trials of King Sparrow, which Sean McGuire has. Bit.ly slash King Sparrow. Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitters at AMDSimone. At AMDSimone? At AMDSimone. Oh, and I would also recommend that you guys go to universebox.com and check out Amory's uh, great kind of Mother's Day post that she did over the weekend. I, I, I really it's enjoyed it. It's a crier, it. sorry. A little bit of a crier, but... It's a crier. There's a video. But it's a good kind of video. crier. He did the video. He did an awesome video. <laughs> Fair enough. Alright, well, I guess that's about it. Uh, we're going to be back uh, soonly uh, mm-hmm. with... Well, we're going to do the, uh, the Regal Con panel mm-hmm. uh, we'll be publishing that we have a heroes and villains panel that mm-hmm. we did that we'll be publishing that he did. and we're going to do a uh, listener uh, round table very very soon so, so if you're interested in that please email us bit.ly slash be on greeting oh we have that still yeah we have that still oh, so you can that. you can go to bit.ly slash be on greetings and a lot of thank yous from the chat yes, uh, thank you guys we so, really love having you here and it's yeah, been really definitely. neat being on a different night there's been a lot of different people oh yeah for sure which is always I, everybody's fun. getting into character mm-hmm. i'm like what's going on <laughs> all right blue well, robin blue knight you know who knows? Cool. hold on we, we got to get the silly author one last time there we go until next time greetings, greetings from, from storybrook Story greetings from miss haven The dancing is fun time. The dancing is fun time. The oh, dancing and the here, actually, let me throw in these two. Uh, the dancing on the singing. Here, here we go, guys. These are.